The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. talking about how much fun last night was what a goddamn lineup yeah what a lineup man what a lineup ari dan soder Derek poston ron white ron white you tony hinchcliffe yeah wild lineup wild yeah what a fucking it's a great place man we were talking about this last night the weird thing about that place is even though like we talked about it for so long when we were at the vulcan like it was almost like yeah, one yeah. day it's all gonna happen and kind of we hoped it happened we're uh-huh. hoping it was gonna happen but you never know until something actually happens oh yeah yeah especially but, out here but now that it actually happened and it's been open for like what have you open like six months now or something yeah since april or now March, it seems March. like it's always been there it's seen- like the overlook hotel or some shit it's it could, i mean because that building that building has a lot of i bet you a lot of dope shit's happened in that building one hundred percent. You know, like just just magical moment. Like like when um when Oliver uh, Oliver, Oliver Anthony yeah Oliver yeah. Anthony stopped in. They, and, the crowd yeah. they was not ready for that. Yeah, man, it was incredible. No one like because you know I think people have now might know that they can be surprised at the other shit, but like but it, this is the first time it hasn't been a comic. Right, right, right. You know, like so and he got brought up by Segura. Yeah, you know, and I, I don't know what they were expecting, but man. I wish I was there for that one. He had done the podcast that day, but I had too much shit I had to do. I had to take off. No, it was incredible. His story's nuts. Yeah, and he's a genuine dude. I mean, I still I still don't know a lot about him, you know? Yeah. Like, um, you know, but he seems to just really care about people. He definitely does. Yeah, He's yeah. a real good guy. And, you know, now the question is, I mean, I, I think he's going to hold on to it. But that's the question. Can he hold on to it? I, I believe he will. I think he'd be fine. Yeah. He's, he's like, fascinating story because he gave his life to God, like, 30 days ago. <laughs> and then two weeks later, he has a number one song in the world, like that, that he recorded off of a phone. One of his songs, the audio that's up online, I mean, it's, like, very highly rated song. It was number one at one point in time. It's the audio off of a video from his Android phone. So he uploads it to YouTube, and then he cuts the WAV file from the YouTube video and uploaded that as a song. Wow. No mixing, no studio. This little bitch-ass microphone that you have at the bottom of your <laughs> phone. And yeah. it sounds it sounds odd. What is Which one song is that, Jamie? I think Ain't Got a Dollar. Ain't Got a Dollar. I think. I'm but sure. when you listen, can, you, can we play it? When you listen to it, it kind of adds to it. That it adds to it that it's not produced. It's a, it adds to it that it's not. It doesn't sound perfect. Yeah, I mean it's just a dude singing a song.
See, that's soul right there. Yeah, man. you can't fake that. And you know what, man? He, 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 it sounds like he, it, it feels like that in person. Like he hits, yeah. he sounds just like that in person. No, no, uh, like he just, his live show was incredible. Especially when he got to the hit, to the hit, you know. Yeah. Everybody lost, everyone knew the words, everyone lost their mind. <sighs> yeah, it was great. Bro, that video, on just on my Instagram, at one point, I don't know what it is now, but it was like 11 million views. Yeah. He, he's he, he and he's he's likable for now. People love him. Yeah, for now, isn't it funny? We're so cynical. <laughs> well, he's yeah. likable for now. Yeah, because you know how people yeah. people are fickle. I, but yeah. but I, I you know my theory about it is, I think, you just got to be yourself, and take what comes with that instead of trying to please everybody. Yeah, because that's what destroys you. Trying to be fake so you can so you can get stuff. He and I had a phone conversation like, like right when everything was taken off. Um, we we communicated on Instagram. He sent me his number. I called him up, and he was freaking out. And I was like, "Listen, man, you're gonna be fine, but you're on a wild ride. Yeah. You're on a wild ride." I'm like, "Don't sign nothing. Don't sign nothing." I go, "Don't take any money because it's just a loan. It's not real money. Like when they offer you money for stuff, like a record deal or something, it's basically right. a loan." I go, "Listen, you you and everybody's like, everyone's telling me I got to strike while the iron's hot." I go, "Listen, you've got talent." You don't have to do shit. Right. Just hang in there, dude. You got talent. And you got You're, leverage. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. There's like there's certain people you see him and you go, oh, you, you don't have to do shit. You're fine. Like now the world knows. Now the world knows. That guy has fans now like that. So he goes from 30 days ago selling industrial equipment, uh, a pothead, like smoking way too much pot, smoking pot all day. He said he wasn't getting anything done. And he knew that he was procrastinating and, and wasting his life away. And he just broke down, gave himself to God, started reading scripture every day. Instead of, instead of getting high? Instead of getting high. Damn. Two weeks later, number one song in the world. I wonder what he would have got if he gave his life to Satan. <laughs> he would be that dude with the fucking what's that guy's name Sam what's his name with the fucking red skirt on on the, the Grammys dancing around like the devil what's his name Sam Smith that oh, guy wow. that, oh you mean Lil Nas X no 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 Lil Nas X did, this, it, did it earlier oh yeah everyone's doing it now bro the, the Lil Nas X one was hilarious because <laughs> everybody freaked out they couldn't believe it this is the guy from because he was giving the devil a lap dance yeah that guy Sam Smith oh Sam Smith okay is this yeah. recent yeah, it was the Grammys. Man, I don't be keeping up with shit. Good for you. Don't keep up. Yeah, because I'm like, I, when it comes to the award shows and shit, I'm like, Fuck I'll off. hear about the, yeah. the stuff that I need to see. Yeah, you hear about stuff. You know, we were playing uh, Johnny Thunder last night, uh, I'm Alive, and like that's that's another cool thing about having friends that have great taste. Like, oh, you, yeah. you came up to me, and you're like, you gotta hear the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was And I was like, okay. I mean, it hit me with it. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And remember we were trying to figure out, like, what year it was made? Yeah, yeah, it's old school. You know, because that's, yeah. that's what I do. Every, every now and then I'll take a, you know, I'll take a song or I, I can take a playlist and I go make a radio station out of this playlist, you know, mm. and, and then I'll, he, you know, I'll hear new shit that I haven't heard. Yeah. So, yeah, that just popped up on me when I was listening to Jimi Hendrix. God damn, that's a good song. It's so good and it's whole, it's, it just, it made me sad. No, knowing that the dude's dead, because it's like, I bet he got fucked. Yeah, and I, and I didn't like any of his other songs. That made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I was real disappointed. I only listened to one of the other songs. I wasn't into it either. Because yeah. that's the thing. That's how I know Oliver Anthony's fine because, you know, you, you heard the hit go viral. But yeah. then you're like, but does he have any other good shit? Right. All his other shit's good. All yeah. The, yeah all no, it's good. all good. And yeah. he writes it all himself, too. Yeah. You mean that wave file just what we just listened to off of a phone is I think he has a Samsung Galaxy S20 keep your publishing man I mean that's amazing it's just a, a it's a 3-year-old phone and the yeah. microphone off the phone records the audio and then when you listen to that audio it sounds fucking great and you know what you know what else too is like whenever I see a real good live musician I'm always like Fuck these! This is way better than comedy. You know what I mean? Like, I, like we don't have, we can't do with that. Like what he did, you can't do that with a they joke. They do a different thing. Oh man, yeah. it's a whole different thing. It's a different thing, and it gets in your soul. Music, yeah, it makes you feel something. Yeah, it's like and, a drug. Yeah, and it's like people. So, oh, I don't. You, you, I guarantee you're not aware of this, but, but this, this is a little, this is a little microcosm of what society is. Beyonce is on tour right now. And she has a song where, like, in the middle of the song, she goes, "Everybody on mute," and then you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be quiet for four or five seconds until the beat drops again. And mm. it's, so it's like a challenge. So every city she goes to, she gets to that part of the song, and the whole, the whole arena has to be quiet for four or five wow. seconds. And people are fucking it up left and right. Like, like thousands of people are on board, and there's always two or three motherfuckers that scream, "Ah, it's about to be out!" And, and everyone's like. You know, it's like those people—they ruin the moment. Yeah, those people should be arrested because they're—they're they're pro- like, those are the people that are always fucking stuff up for everybody. Yeah, it's like just, all you gotta do is be quiet. I think yeah. Atlanta got it right. Atlanta, got, LA fucked it up big time. Of course they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fenway's gonna fuck it up. It's gonna be LA. Fenway. Oh yeah, well Fenway. <laughs> and if anybody's gonna get it right, it would be Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be people but, co- completely disconnected from well, show I th- business. I think it should be a study. Done on this, on like why, why Atlanta? What specifically about Atlanta? Well, right, it's always been known as known as a fun town. A lot of great artists have come from Atlanta. A lot of great music, great comedy. It's uh, it's a city, but it's not a city that is has anything to do with entertainment. I think when you got anything to no. do with entertainment, no, they film. They it's a it's a big film industry, right? But not because it started there, because oh, they right, went right. there for the taxes. Mm. You know, they went there because it's easier. Like, Massachusetts has that, too. What mm. I'm saying about it is, like, you don't move to Georgia to make it as an actor, even though there's, there's a lot of work there. Right, you right. move to Hollywood to make it as a... So the most... In, the weirdest, the fucking most fucked up people, the people that are the most needy, they're going to go to L.A. Right. They're going to go to L.A. And it's like ingredients in a soup. If you got too much hot sauce, that soup gets rough. You know, it's mm. sometimes it's just a couple of drops. You got a big ass bowl of soup, but if you put some of that fucking da bomb stuff, you ever have that stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Ari yeah. gave I, me a bottle of that stuff. It's ridiculous. I don't play it. I don't play it. It's that. so hot. No. It's like too crazy. But my point is, a couple of those people scattered around in a city can ruin the city. Yep. And then if you have an industry that's like almost entirely filled with crazy people, like. Acting when I meet cool actors, it it's is shocking. So it's such a breath of fresh air. Like, dude, you're so nice. It's so nice to talk to you. You know what they always have in common? They had a rough, rough life before they made they made it big. Yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah. A lot of them do. Some of them are really impressive, and I it makes me embarrassed that I sort of dismiss uh, some actors. That I dismiss them as being insane. That's the safest bet, though. It is a safe bet. It's yeah. like. 
I mean, because 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 an actor that is crazy, if they in your life, it's like they can act, so they can lie, yeah. and they're so, practicing on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you would have no idea. You know, if if Daniel Day Lewis wanted to lie to your face, you wouldn't be able to tell, bro. When when Amber Heard and Johnny Depp were having arguments that they recorded, I'm like, this is peak insanity. Yeah, it's you crazy. You have two people who know other people are going to listen to this. Yeah. And they're both aware of it because they were told to record their conversations. So they're both being very performative. And they're both like conning uh-huh. each other. <laughs> My favorite part is Donnie Chip going, Don't tell me what it's like to be punched. Punched. The way he says punched, I can't. <laughs> I laugh every time I hear it. Don't tell me what it's like to be punched. Isn't that crazy that she was trying to tell everybody that he hit her, but meanwhile she just hit him? <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. It that like I I still I'll Ooh. never get over that shit like in the, the way the way everybody just let her slide after that. It's weird because if that was a guy that he's like t- t- did something and tell made something about some woman and and you know tried to ruin her life like that like he'd be shunned. But there's still people that like who was someone tweeted a joke about Amber Heard recently. Who was talking about that, Jamie? And they get attacked by. Who was it? Oh, they said God that they said a joke that they didn't even say her name. <clears throat> right. They were talking about her. Yeah. Would they get canceled? No, it was just like, it's almost like she's hired like a, one of those, Not I'm not accusing her of hiring this, but there are publicity teams that you can hire. So like if people are saying bad things about you, you can hire a team and those people will go after anybody who says anything bad about you and it discourages people. From talking shit about you. Oh, but that's but that, that just it's probably that, that doesn't work. It doesn't work, but it. <sighs> I guess it, 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 it lets it, people know it's not, you're not going to be an easy win. It also makes the argument muddy, because if everybody agrees that she's a psycho, oh right, right, you know, then it's like it's just an echo chamber. But if you get the narrative to like fuck you, you don't know what happened before that recording, and you know he's an abuser and this and that, and Amber speaks the truth, and she's a woman and she was confused, and like right. you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people that will chime in and say those things, and if you're hiring people, if you have like say if you're a politician and something goes down, and everyone's blaming you for some particular crisis your city has, if you have a like a, a marketing team that has a whole social media aspect to it, a propaganda aspect, essentially. You can have a bunch of people arguing for the mayor, right. and he didn't fuck anything up, and it's the city council's problem, and he warned them in 2014. I mean, they can say shit that's not even true. Right. And especially if they have these weirdo accounts where it's just a bunch of numbers and letters, and y- there's no picture attached to it, and you go to them, there's no followers. You're like, this is wild. I, I, well, I got a lot of shit for... Uh, for my criticism I ever heard, but it's like, hey man, I I'm not saying she wasn't abused. She, she was dating a crazy motherfucker. They were both crazy, but uh, what, from the evidence I heard, she the only one that sounded like an abuser. But that's the only evidence we heard when those two were together. See, so you got you got to imagine they were together for how many years and how oh, yeah. many drunken fights that they have. Like who knows who did what to who? But when, the when you at the point where you. Like when the bitch shit on your bed, you gotta get out. You gotta get out. You gotta get out. <laughs> She's a boundary crosser. Yeah, I got no empathy for you past that point. Yeah. When you gotta start recording your spouse, it's time to go. Which would you? Why? Why even try to win that fight down? Just leave. 
I think for people like that too, because they're so famous, it's probably very difficult to find someone new. You know, you would imagine like very few people could relate to them. And, you know, they're both beautiful movie stars too. Yeah, but you can find somebody that's not going to shit on your bed. Yeah, I bet that's, you can. That's, that's not a low bar to clear. It's totally possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I I don't need I can't I don't need like if you, if you ever show me that you're gonna introduce chaos to my life you gone, right? I don't, I don't got time for that. Right. Yeah, you gotta know when. Yeah. How many bathrooms we got in the house, bitch? <laughs> you're shitting on the bed. What kind of drugs are they doing? Oh man, probably what kind the of best. Shit, your bed drugs. <laughs> the best drugs, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, that dude's pals with Keith Richards. It's just you know publicly to see something like that is so uh it the thing about it is though you know it happens you know people are nuts you know people have nutty relationships and nutty fights but until you like really see it like and then see a court case about it on television for the whole world to see oh yeah you see like some pretty you know what looks like lies you know a bunch a bunch of crazy talk and you know, just realize like this: these guys were in hell. You're thinking of them as movie stars, and they were in hell. They were in hell, and the the most psycho relationship ever. And I don't even think I don't even think it was really about the money. It was like I just I beat you. You know? Yeah. Well, I think she ruined his career. I think he was getting uh, kicked off of movies because he was being called an abuser, and he was trying to say that's not true. And she actually used to hit me and. Then the recordings come out and like, you know, I don't clearly I don't know what the fuck happened, but that guy definitely lost that Pirates of the Caribbean role because of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, well, this is my conclusion from all of it, because, you know, the, the documentary came on Netflix, too, right about it. I didn't see the documentary. Yeah. Is that she is definitely an abuser and he is probably an abuser. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you put a gun in my head, I, I'm, I'm team Johnny. But yeah, I but, don't know. Uh, also, you gotta think that the way he behaves with her, with if she's abusing him, is different than the way he behaves if someone's not abusing him. Oh, but also, also, man, like you've been in a relationship with crazy people. It's like they learn how to pull the crazy out of you, so they can say, you know yeah. what I mean. So it's, it's like if you're in a if long, if you with a person like that long enough, they know exactly how to make you act crazy, so they can turn around and go, "He's lost his mind," you know. Yeah. So, I, you know. You know, to, to, for, but, but for people to act like, oh, it's Eve and Steve, and I'm like, no, that's not true, bitch. She is an abuser for sure. This is the way she was talking. Yeah. What you going to do? You going to tell people? They're they going to think you a little bitch. You're like, who talks like that unless they, is you know. Is that what she said to him? Yeah, like, I, I don't know the exact words on the recording, but th that was the sentiment of like, oh, Johnny, are you going to tell, tell people I hit you? Oh, and, they, and if they believe you, <sighs> you're going to tell them you're getting beat up by you little pussy? Like, that's how she was talking to him. <sighs> you, you, got the, you got the recording, Jamie? She's like, I, I I get it. At that point, you gotta leave. Yeah, and and I don't I don't have no tape from her of him talking like that. Right. So I'm like, you know, you I know that's how abusers talk. That's how somebody would talk of you if if they were like just an abusive parent or anybody. You tell anybody, and you know what's gonna happen. That's how abusers talk. I don't hear, I don't hear him talk like that. He sounds like an abused man. She's you know, and she's <laughs> she sounds like an abused woman too. Like she's saying all the things an abused woman would say, but she an actress. Yeah. So like without the evidence, I'm like, you just killed that role. Or the thing is, she's not really good at acting. Yeah, she's good. 
You know what I'm saying? But she's not Daniel Day-Lewis good. Well, no, nobody is. Right? So if Daniel Day-Lewis could lie to me, I'd be like, damn, he he really is from 1400. He's got a fucking time machine, Brian. I met a guy with a time machine. Like, yeah, I couldn't tell. Daniel Day-Lewis, Meryl Streep, Denzel. Yeah, there's a few of them that could just lie right to your face. I don't think she's one of those. Nah, she she ain't got that. But she can dig deep. I'm sure she's, well, she's got some emotions she could pull out. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's also one of the things that's fascinating about acting is we kind of reward crazy people that are actors because they're really good at it. Like, some of the nuttiest people that I've ever met were amazing actors. Like, some of them are really good at it and they're fucking crazy. I, th- I think you've got to be able to tap into, you, you know, every, every, every kind of artist is, is, is a controlled crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like you're barely holding your crazy to containing it. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of got to be a little nuts just to pursue some, something like that. Yes, for yeah. sure. And then also you're in this industry that at least until, you know, recently rewarded people for being insane. Yeah. It was like it's part of the legend of guys like Jack Nicholson or part of the legend of the greats. You yeah, know, like that's the, also when they had the most fun. Mm-hmm. Marlon Brando, out yeah. of his fucking mind. Remember, he became like three hundred pounds, moved to an island. <laughs> Remember, he stopped yeah. acting totally. Well, that's you know, because now, like I hear, I, I hear stories, that, and there's like there's a photographer that like took a bunch of pictures in the nineties. You know, Hollywood, underground, LA scene, like people are in a club having a bunch of fun. Because he's the only one with a camera. And nobody's got cameras, no mm. smartphones. And it was like, that was the last time you could have a great time without, yeah. like, and just let loose without having people sign NDAs and all of this. <sighs> like, you can't even throw a party without your lawyer now. You can't. Nah, nah. Nah. The, temp- the temptation to clout chase is too high. What were we just talking about? I was going to tell you something. Amber Heard? Just after that. Um, people in Hollywood being crazy. Shit, I can't believe I lost Marlon it. Marlon Brando, Jack Nicholson. Marlon Brando. Oh, yeah, they had little gay, little gay parties. Little gay oh. uh, eyes wide shut parties. I'm sure he had a lot of that. God damn it, I forget what it was now. <sighs> Marlon Brando, the... fat, 300 pounds. Marlon Brando, fat, 300 pounds. Moved to an island. island. Mm-mm. And then that was it. I'm not going to get it. It'll come back once you stop thinking about it. It will. What is what is that when that happens? That weird thing okay, so where your brain just stops I, thinking about a thing you were just thinking about. No, I saw a study, man, and I can't name the study. I should probably shouldn't quote it. But they Oh, but, now I remember what yeah, it was. There it is. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> this is what it was. Marlon Brando, when he won the Academy Award, did not accept the Academy Award, instead had a Native American woman go up there and accept the award. And it turns out she wasn't really Native American. <laughs> What? He had Elizabeth Warren accept his award? Yes, Elizabeth Warren went up and accepted (laughs) his award. It was, she was, and her fucking sister ratted her out, I believe. (laughs) Haters. It'd be your your own people that be hating. But she's beautiful. I mean, like, and she's probably crazy. Um, But if you uh, find the video, it's kind of funny. Because, like, accepting the award for Marlon Brando, and she goes up and talks about, I think she talked about Native American genocide. She's fake Native American. She just made it up. She just she changed her name, like the whole deal. What was her name? Uh, Did he know? Sasheen Little Feather. Little Feather. Uh. She just called herself Little Feather. He didn't know. He's Marlon Brando. He's on an island, fucking everybody that moves. So this lady was not Native American at all. So the look at the Academy Award. What's that? I heard the Wikipedia says she's from Oxnard. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> and her sister was like, you bitch, you're not fucking Native American. Imagine, like, your sister is crazy and you hate your sister and you're always fighting. And then one day you see that bitch at the Oscars telling everybody she's an Indian. <laughs> but yeah, but how, do, <laughs> but how she fool everybody? She don't even look Native. Well, watch, watch her talk. She kind of does. She kind of does. I mean, she could be. Here it goes. Micro to the Godfather. Hello, my name is Sashin Littlefeather. No, it's not. And I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry, excuse me, and on television in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not okay. intruded. <clears throat> Wounded Knee was quite a long what, what is time that? before that. Well, why did you say recent happenings at Wounded Knee? There was a protest there or something. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so her uh, ancestor dispute here, like after, after her death, though, which is kind of... Oh, that's when she got busted? Oh, yeah. Her biological sisters, Rosalind Cruz and Trudy Orlandi, who say the family does not have Native American ancestry. Keeler writes that the sisters state that their father, who was born in Oxnard, California, was of Mexican descent and had no tribal ties, nor was he related to the Yaqui tribes of northern Mexico. Furthermore, Cruz believed Little Feather fabricated a Native identity because she thought it was more prestigious to be Native American than to be Hispanic. Keeler searched records for Little Feather's family going back to 1850 and did not find evidence of Native ancestry. So she got away with it. Damn, Little Feather walked so Rachel Dolezal could run. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, back then, there was no social media. Like, your friends from college couldn't tweet and go, what? Right, right. What the fuck are you doing? You know, that's one of the things that happened with Elizabeth Holmes, that lady who ran that Theranos scam. Oh, man. Who, who created a fake voice. That's the king scam. Her friends from college were like, why is that bitch talking like that? <laughs> they would call each other up. Hey, right. have you heard her on the news? The, why is she fucking talking like that? They got her at a party like, totally. And then she she gets on the, on the stage and she's like, we're really excited to bring you the <laughs> <right>. most amazing <laughs> blood data research from a drop of blood. That story is so wild. Have you listened to the Dropout podcast series? No. It's really good. It's no. really good. But they made some real good. There's some great documentaries on YouTube that are made by like one person, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what I learned about. Oh, you mean you can, I mean, you can do amazing stuff with your phone today and oh, just yeah. edit it all on your phone and upload it to YouTube. <laughs> no, it's a wild time. You ever try that shit, though? You could, no, I don't. I'm have like, the time. These, these kids, my have, kids do it. They have this shit mastered. Because mm -hmm. I, I try to do it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Did you just spend two hours making a 15-second video? Right. They're like, yeah. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah, I, I, I don't got it. Yeah, they'll make these intricate TikTok videos that are 15 seconds, and they'll work all day on it. But it's just like, you know, I mean, we're we're just, we're dinosaurs when it comes to that stuff. Um, you know, well, I'm, I'm kind of, I consider myself tech savvy, I'm, and I'm not, but I'm not really social media uh, literate. 
you mm. know? Yeah, because like sometimes, like I've had older, I've had young people make fun of like the angle that I took my picture from, and I'm like, when did the rules change? You know, like, they tell me, oh, you take a selfie like an old man. I'm like, what does that mean? I thought you just take a picture of yourself. Yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah, and I guess there's a way that old people always hold the camera, and I guess I, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who cares how you take pictures? Yeah, that, that, that's the weird thing about comedy, because um, cause like De- Derek and Hassan are, they're two of my closest friends, but I'm like 10 years older than them. Right. You know what I mean? So like, they always old man and me, you know, they're right. Well, I'm way older than them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'm around them too. But that's how. But that's just how it is. But they keep me young. Oh, they keep yeah. me. Yeah. At least they let me know when I'm when I'm being lame. Which well, is... it's always fun to check in on the young generation. Like, what the, what are you guys into? What, is that, <laughs> what does that mean? What does cap mean? Like, <laughs> no cap. What does that mean? Oh, that cap. means no bullshit. Why did you just say no bullshit? Why do you have to have a new word for oh, no bullshit? Well, yeah, because cap because cap could also just mean a lie. Right. Yeah. Right. How'd that happen? How did Cap become? I don't live? know the originate the origination of it. Honestly, I found out from Schultz. I heard Schultz talk about it. Yeah. He goes Cap. I go. What does that mean? He goes. Yeah. I call Cap. I go. What do you call him? But, that, but, that, <laughs> that, but that's the thing. Is like, but Cap. See, black people have been saying Cap for like twenty years. Oh, so it, it's like woke. Yeah, it's like so, TikTok. Just like mm. TikTok has has shortened the amount of time. From when black people say some cool shit and then white people make it lame, you know what I mean? Cause it, right, it's a fucking yeah, shorter yeah. Window. It used to be, you know, black people would say some cool shit and it would be, you know, pushed to the side. And then maybe ten years later, black parents are saying it, and so now it's lame to the black kids. But by that time, the white kids are saying it, mm. right? And then we already off it, and then the and then the white parents are saying right. it, and now it's lame. You I'm know, bringing back groovy, like the bomb. But like we, we, who says that? Nobody, right? Who's saying the bomb now? White ladies, white grandparents, in, yeah. In the middle of the Midwest, yeah. So it's like, but now, but that used to take like 20 years. Now right. it's now it's like a year and a half because <laughs> it because it hit TikTok and it hits everybody. You know what it's like? It's like an hourglass, but they just open up the pipe. Yeah, and yeah. The sand flows through quicker. Yeah, I like. I'll have. I'll have people like young people on TikTok telling me like, "Oh, that's not what that means." I'm like, "That is what it means. We made it up." Isn't that fascinating? Like how quick things change now. Like cultural things change. Yeah, no, he, the meaning of "fuck boy" changed quick. Yeah, yeah, because you know, you know, you know Ian Edwards. Yeah, I remember he, that bit. He, yeah, he used to have a bit about "fuck boy," and then yeah. right under his feet, the meaning changed. Yeah, because the kids, you know. Yeah, and, and I, I think he's. I don't know if he still has a bit, but. Yeah, it's like they they're changing it up because cause all because what it takes is you know how sometimes you'll hear you'll hear a slang word, and you'll try to figure out what it means. Right. So what happens is somebody that doesn't know what it means will just assume what it means be wrong, but popular. Yeah. And then and so the whole meaning of it changes. Yeah. You know they go viral on TikTok and the next thing you know they're telling you you wrong. You know. The TikTok generation is like, how much attention do they have? Man, you're 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 essentially being programmed from the time you're very young to look at something very quickly, and just get a little bit of information, move on. A little yeah. bit of information, move on. Well, it's a bunch of people that want to be famous for free. Yeah, because they think fame is the prize. It's like, oh no 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 no, no. fame sucks. Like fame without money sucks. You don't want right. to you don't want to be famous and broke. But you're looking at it as a person with talent who has a career. What they're looking at is like, hey, maybe I don't have to get a job. Yeah, you know, like what? if I could just fucking dance around yeah. in front of my phone, you know what, kids, y'all, on, y'all on to something, yeah, because work, working sucks. Working like, sucks. Ma- like, put, you know, I was just, I was just telling the homie this, but there's, there, I, I don't remember ever feeling so bad about myself in life 
until except for that the, the period where I was working my ass off just to make enough to go to work. Like I only had enough money to, you know, to eat and go to work and go home and come yeah. back and go to, and even so even on my days off I couldn't do shit cuz I wasn't making enough money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that if all you can that's how I know that's how I know living is more important than working. You don't we don't you don't live to work. You work to live. So so nobody wants to just work. If you cuz when you just work you feel like shit. You want to die all the time. But it's the opposite also. When you don't work at all, you die in a different way. Right. You feel useless. You got to have a purpose. You feel useless and you don't get anything done. Yeah, and you don't grow. When you don't have a job, like you don't get anything done because you don't have any money, so you can't really do stuff. And yeah. so you're just kind of at your house all day just waiting. But sometimes sometimes I'll put it to you like this. I've never been envious of somebody that's being worked to death. <laughs> but I've walked past some homeless people that laid out on the sidewalk, you know, and I'm like, you know what? It's something to that. <sighs> just not giving a fuck. Like, you, wherever you are, you at home. Mm. Now, you, yeah, you don't care about the smell. Who gives a fuck? It's, it's pissy out here, but you're comfortable. Mm. That If I had to choose between the two, I, I don't know. I have a tough decision. You could always find a public shower. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like... You, it just sucks. It sucks being homeless. There's no good thing about being homeless, yeah. but there's also no good thing about work. You, like you don't want either or. Well, once you had, but once you at the point where you're not rewarded for smelling good, you know, right? No. Like, like my life's the same whether I smell good or not. Right. Who knows? Yeah, you just live on the street no matter what. You yeah. don't care what you smell like. Well, some of them be just high as a motherfucker. They're not even out there. See, yeah. you you run into them, you you see them as out there, but they they not even there. They some they in the clouds. We ran into this lady at a gas station out here, and her head was, her posture was so bad that her head hung down. Like, instead of staying, going straight up from her shoulders, her, somehow or another, her neck had her head, like, all the way, all the way down. It didn't look, it didn't look possible. Like, she might have legitimately had a broken neck at one point in time and didn't do anything about it. Oh, Lord. Like, that's how bad it was. And this poor lady she was probably in her 60s or she might have been a hard 50 just yeah. cracked out of her mind scabs everywhere clothes dirty and disheveled and she just coming up to us and asking us for money and she can't even look you in the eyes and it was just like oh you she, you, you were someone she's just holding a mirror like this she was Kep someone's little baby mm. she was someone's little baby girl oh i thought you said she was holding a baby no 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 at one point in time she was someone's little baby girl yeah been a long time since she was that. But isn't that wild? Like, like it can go mm. so bad. You know a wild fact that I discovered? And this is, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, fans, but I have a theory that, you know, um, you know how you see crackheads, like they have a funny walk sometimes? Yeah. <clears throat> I have a theory that uh, the people that are strung out on drugs, <clears throat> they they walk like they still have the ass that they used to have, you know? So you like if you see a if you see a crackhead lady like walking funny, picture her with a fat ass, mm. and it makes sense, right? Because she's still in her mind yeah. looks like her that. hips was trained on her on her on her good ass, right? And now she on cracking and the shrink to nothing, but she still got the movements. Mm. Yeah, let's let's see let's see if I'm right. You know what scares the shit out of me that I've been seeing on Instagram is um, anorexics. Mm. There was some anorexic lady who was dancing around on Instagram, and then I, I told my daughter about it, and she knew the girl's name, like Eugenia or something like that. And is she wait a minute, is this like she's a famous uh, Instagram? Or she, she, TikTok. Fam she famous for being an anorexic? 
I believe that's part of what she's famous for. Oh, yeah, God. because when you know, I used to do yoga at this place. Yeah, there she oh, is. Oh no, baby girl, no! Well, you should see the video. See if you find videos of it. Because like when she's dancing around, like that one down there with the microphone in her hand, that's the one I saw. Like, look at this. That's crazy, oh, man. God damn! Bro, that that, that wig looked like it's wearing her down. Bro, that scares the shit out of me. I, I, so, wait a minute. I, damn. Look at, this, like, look at the bones. This. Look at the bones in her hips. I mean, <clears throat> I used to do yoga with this lady who was an anorexic. She, I, well, I shouldn't say I used to do. I did it once. I showed up at this class, and this lady was there. And, you know, at the beginning of the class, like before the class starts, people are, like, warming up and stuff. And I, I, I look over, and I had to do one of these, like, like don't don't freak out though <gasps> because she was like 70 pounds she looked like that lady but she was like right next to me on the mat right next oh, to me i was like man. oh my god is she God. doing jujitsu no 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 yoga, yoga. oh i'll just let her tap me just go ahead get me um oh, no shoot this poor lady she it made me so sad it was, oh. it was so sad it was yeah. so sad because she doesn't you could fix that with food. Like you, you, yeah. you, you're you're at yoga class. You're not poor. That's why that that's way more alarming than yeah. like morbid obesity. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's weird because yeah. it, that's a, it seems like an easier fix. But I think we have to realize this is really important. We have to realize that you know when we judge people like that lady or like even like you know someone who's morbidly obese, like Lizzo or something like that. <laughs> if you, she's not morbidly, right? Is she? No, but I was you know I was just sitting here thinking. Damn, I'm glad he. I'm glad he didn't say Lizzo. That's the, that's the easy. That's the easy way to go. Because <laughs> everybody always goes Lizzo. It's Tim like... Dillon. Let's say Tim Dillon. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. It's. Uh, well, I think what we have to really think about, and I. I never used to think about this when I was younger because I was a hard ass. I, I think you have to really understand that, like, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Just like there's something wrong when someone thinks that uh, demons are talking to them. Just like there's something wrong when someone can't stop gambling. There's something wrong when uh, someone is starving themselves to death and they don't realize that it looks insane. Yeah. Like there's something wrong. It's like with bodybuilders that never feel like they're big enough. You know, you know that's a yeah, thing? Yeah. It's like body dysmorphia. Yes, like, it's body you, dysmorphia. When you look in the mirror, you don't see what everybody else sees. Yeah. yeah, and I think that it's not even just that they don't see it. It's just like they don't have control of what's happening. There's a bunch of factors, and, and everyone's like, oh, you've got control. You can go. Right, you do if you are at your best. If you were captured by the Viet Cong and fucking <laughs> tortured for three years, do you think you'd be the same person? You wouldn't be, all right? No. And if you lived some horrific life filled with uh, physical and sexual abuse and, and violence and crime and incarceration. Or not, or not even that. Yeah. Sometimes Any it's of these factors. one thing, one traumatic event can fuck your whole shit up. Sure. And mm-hmm. all there's a, the point is there's so many factors that lead to a person starving themselves to, to death on TikTok. Like it's not as simple as that girl just needs to eat. It's like that there's a problem, and the problem is showing itself as a skeleton. But the pro, there's a lot of problems. It's oh, not yeah, as simple yeah. as like she doesn't know what she looks like, right? Yeah, there's something dark there. So, so, fuck this. This is gonna fuck me. It's gonna haunt me. Is she? So, is she famous for being the anorexic? I girl? don't know. I just saw that video and I brought it up to my daughter. My daughter knew her name. 
She knew who she was. And she pulled up videos and she was like, it's so sad. I was like, it is sad. And they, she doesn't know that it looks terrible. Especially because, like, I'm pretty sure like, when your body fat percentage drops to a certain, like, it's life-threatening. Oh, she's 100% life-threatening. Yeah, Dude, like, it's it's life-threatening for sure. Starvation is one of the absolute worst things that can happen to your body because your body starts to digest itself. Yeah. You, the, know, you notice how you never hear the uh, the body positive movement and it's never like, just because she's that skinny don't mean she, she ain't healthy. Like, right. Nah, exactly. that bitch is about to die, bro. Exactly. There's no body positivity movement for not eating. No, <laughs> hell no. According to Wikipedia, this is her first video that went viral on like 10 years ago on World Star Hip Hop. Okay, so then she looks just thin. Yeah, but she, she looks like her mom and dad are probably like, you need to eat, baby. That, that's that's what is not well, an emergency. It's she's very thin, but she also looks like she's frail framed. Right, right. right. She's a small person, little frame, but she still looks healthy. <clears throat> yeah, the between that and what she's at now, look, you could see like her legs. You don't see these bones poking out everywhere. Right, right. It's mental illness, man. I mean, it's one hundred percent mental look, illness. She, especially when when you know, you know when you when you got to twerk from the knees, play that. She twerking from the knees. Well, she doesn't have a lot to work with. Mm, mm, you know? mm, no. I mean, she's a tiny lady. She's so frail. But to see her like that, like, uh, just, it's just any, like I said, that lady who just take yoga, it was like watching her do it. It was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, because how, how do you cure anorexia? Is it, is it just it's like, it's like, has anyone cured it? Um, yes. Yeah, people have bounced back from it. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what they have to do to bounce back from it. And maybe, you know, I think like a lot of it gets exacerbated by, you know, models. Like they have to they yeah. have to starve themselves. Well, and, well, when your relationship with food is compromised, I think that pipe might be the most dangerous. Like even the opposite, like the food addiction. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're when your drug is food. Yeah. That that feels like such a because cause you you can't quit food, right? You know, it's it's almost it almost be like if you had to do a little heroin every day and you had a heroin problem. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. it's like you got to eat. So right. you have to. It's the only addiction that you can't ever just abstain from. Right, right. So that's that's tough. But then what is this? Is it like is it like the signal? Like the, something's fucked up with the chain of events that happens when you put food in your mouth. Where like your body instead of being like, oh, that's great, it's like get this the fuck out of me. I think. For this lady, I mean, who knows what what led her down to being a skeleton? But it's like they think that thinner is better. Just like when when women have like crazy implants, or like just super gigantic, super gigantic triple Z, yeah, like implants. Nancy Pelosi, yeah, like like big old knockers. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, they they don't see it. They want them bigger. They want them bigger. Yeah, it's I, like it becomes some crazy plastic surgery reveals so much. Yeah, it's like don't do you because I. The the big one now is like the lip injections, and you see some people be like, you know that don't look right. It look like you got stung by a bee on your lip. Well, it's your face has symmetry to it. There's like a certain ratio to like the distance between the eyes and the length of the yeah. nose and where the chin is. And when one of those things is off, your your brain is going, why is your nose so little? But also like there's wrinkles on your bottom lip. Mm. So when you get too much of a lip injection, it looks smooth. Your lip looks smooth, right. so it looks swollen. Right, you know, and even right. even though somebody might look at your face and not notice what's off, they notice they know something's off. Right, you know, right. Like, why are your lips smooth, bitch? Why That's are weird. They so shiny and stretched. <laughs> <laughs> right, 
So I, <clears throat> I never thought of that part. Yeah, it looks weird to me. The lip thing doesn't work. It's like we we went for boobs, and they're like, okay, what about lips? Let's try lips. Everybody likes to fill lips. And they tried it, but it's like, that's your face. Yeah, yeah. But I think you could do a little and pull it off. Some girls, I think they're doing a little bit of yeah, it. Some, of, some, it some people have nailed it. But you got to be careful not to get crazy. You don't want to be the skeleton lady. You know what I mean? Right. You, know, you right. don't want to be obese. You don't want to be the bodybuilder that thinks he's small. But I just feel like if she's been at a, if she's been like this for that long, don't they get to the point where they uh where they fuck up their esophagus from throwing One, up so much? I don't think she's eating, so she's probably, oh. not throwing, she's probably barely alive, man. When you're that little, I mean, essentially her body has deteriorated, right? Like you're not seeing anything but the bones, all the hip bones uh, yeah. and everything like that. You don't see any meat. But let's be honest, she looked like she was having a blast. I mean, it, it's, it's easy to look like that for 15 seconds when you're shooting. Okay, she probably so. had to sleep for 11 hours after that video. <laughs> she probably has zero energy. How's she making money from being an influencer? I guess so. But what I is don't she? Know. But what product is none? What is she? Ads, maybe. You know, yeah. people Which just hundreds like, of thousands of followers. She was up for YouTuber of the Year in 2020. How? I've never heard of her. I don't. I don't know her. Content. YouTuber of the year. She not. might. Be, her YouTube might be fire though. It might be. Why are we judging? Mm-hmm. We well, haven't even watched any of these no, amazing I, videos. Over two million followers. No, bro. I YouTube. think it's just. Mm. I think it's a sweepstakes. Like people are. People are betting money on when she's gonna eat, and she just teases well, them every week. She just puts, puts <laughs> the spoon right here. No. I hope she gets better. I do too, man. I really do. It's. It's that. that how how that's old a is sad How old one. is that girl? Almost thirty. Almost thirty. Yeah, yeah, when you lose that kind of weight and get that thin, that has to be. What is, let's Google uh, anorexia and its effect, its detrimental health effects on the human body. It's got to be horrific. Because I know weight cutting is fucking absolutely brutal for these fighters, but that's severe dehydration, which is not quite the same thing. But they do, they get real thin before they do that a lot of times. At least they used to. Guys are getting better at cutting just all the water out now. Oh yeah. Well, I remember when I I see I never got to see it up close till we went to uh, fight week, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh damn, like you gotta leave these motherfuckers alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the day before, they not, so they tired. look they look they look like they like they just like somebody just rescued them from something. Well, they did. They rescued them from death. They legitimately are at death's door. Okay, you, this is complications of anorexia include anemia, heart problems such as mitral valve prolapse, abnormal heart rhythms or heart failure, bone loss, osteoporosis, increasing the risk of fractures, loss of muscle in females, absence of period in males, decreased testosterone, gastrointestinal problems such as constipation, bloating, or nausea, electrolyte abnormalities such as low blood plata- uh, potassium, sodium and chloride, and kidney problems. Um, here's a question. What's the ratio of men with anorexia versus women? Mm. And how many of the men who have anorexia are gay men? Mm, I think, I mean, it might be a problem. but, but I, bet, I, I bet it's very few see, men have anorexia. I bet, I, well, but I think that's starting to change, right? Because right now... People are non-binary. No, but, it, no, <laughs> no, but, but right now, Pete Davidson is a sex symbol. Pete Davidson and... Machine Gun Kelly, like women, the, like young white women love the, you know, the the sick looking, sort of, like the real malnourished looking guys, sort of, until so, Jason Momoa shows up. Well, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, yeah. but I'm, but what I'm saying is, and then your eggs start talking. What I'm saying is, got more guys don't 
my because men do what gets them laid. Yeah, you know, and so it's like that's all. That's why it's not very many, many anorexic men. Yeah, but they're not gonna try that hard to to, to stop eating anorexia. I bet you a lot of a lot of men in the model industry are probably anorexic. I would think they would have to be fit. Because you no, know, because all well they do, but but you don't you don't have to look like her to to be anorexic. Yeah, but, the, the research I'm trying to find that says there's a problem. There is a lot of it's just a general eating disorder. Right, is big in men going to anorexia. Is, I think it's tough to. Well, overeating is probably bigger in men. Correct. Yeah, that's what I was even finding. They the first study, uh, they had double the amount of women responded even, but it's twice as many men said they had an eating disorder than women. Right, but that just study. could be they're addicted to eating. Food. Correct. Yeah, most of it's yeah overeating. So they don't have data on just anorexia. I'm trying to find it and then I uh, have not located it. Why yet. don't you Google how many men have anorexia? Just Google that. I'm curious just what the number is. I bet you it's surprisingly low. Well, it says 20. percentage of anorexics are 25% are men. A quarter of okay. anorexics are men? 10 to 25%. Okay. So that's okay. that's, that's, higher, than that's higher than I would think. But what's the number of total anorexics? Uh, I don't, I mean. Uh, say 10 to 25% are men? Is that what you said? saying, yeah. But then, do they have to uh, self-report? Well, that's <laughs> you not, yeah, below I mean, 80 pounds. You have yeah, to that's report. how they'd have to know. You'd have to go get help for them to find yeah. out. So it's out of sites, 20 million women and 10 million men have an eating disorder. Mm. Males make up 25% of people with anorexia. Mm. 25%. Wow. Wow. Because they're often diagnosed later than females, they are at a higher risk of dying. Ooh. Well, I think that's probably true of every disease. Yeah. It also yeah. says it's not common in people over the age of 40. Interesting. So it's only common when you want someone to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think, I think it's probably just common when, when like, the most young, impressionable. Because mm. once you're over 40, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully you get to the I don't give a fuck 40s. Because there's nothing sadder than someone who's like in their 60s and still gives a fuck. Yeah, dude, it's like you wasting. That's the only benefit. Yeah, the only benefit. <laughs> this like, also adds just yeah. for men are likely underdiagnosed with eating disorders because clinical assessment tools emphasize a desire to lose weight as opposed to building muscle. So they might not. I mean, I guess they're asking a bunch of questions, and they might ask guys the right questions maybe either. Women have a 1.5 to 7.5 to 3 times higher prevalence for anorexia bulimia, so that Bulimia might be more prevalent. Okay, so wait a minute. What's, what's the difference between bulimia and anorexia? Bulimia, bulimia you throw up your food. Yeah, you eat, it. and then you throw it up. Okay, that's why I was talking about the damaged esophagus. Yes. Okay. And anorexia is just you don't eat. Anorexia is just you don't eat at all. Oh, wow. But I bet they're, some people have both. Yeah. Well, I, th I think if you have bulimia, it, you probably die sooner. Yeah, that's also so. <sighs> men are three times more likely than women to have a sub-threshold BED, which would be eating disorder. Meaning it's significant, but does not meet all criteria for an official diagnosis. Oh, yeah, overeating. Because throwing up all the mm. time. And lastly. Because, you know, severe alcoholics get that. What's the lastly? 50 to 80% of anorexia is genetic. Whoa. Oh, and it's the deadliest man. mental disease. Whoa. Anorexia nervosa. One in five is a suicide death. The, the risk of death in anorexia is more than double the death rate of schizophrenia. Holy shit. Almost triple the death rate of bipolar disease and more than triple the death rate due to depression. Wow. 
the crazy thing is maybe 80% of it is genetic. Yeah, that's, yeah. Wild. that's the wild see, thing, man. See, bro, that's the thing is like a lot of times you got to get healthy enough to get healthy. Yeah. You know, like once once you once you got to the point where like enough shit is broken, you know, it's like trying to dri- it's like trying to trying to drive a car that needs a lot of work. You know, it's yeah. like is you have to fix all this other stuff before you can even get to driving. You know, yeah, it's like that's a lot of work too to get past that. Yeah, once you get to the point where more than one thing's wrong, you got also if some it's hard genetic, choices. like what's what are your genes telling you? Like if I wonder. That's what's interesting. It's like, does that mean that it's prevalent in multiple family members? Mm. And is that because of like some other shit? Well, yeah, you probably are predisposed to it, but then something something in your environment Maybe. has to trigger it. Yeah. Maybe, or is it possible that what we're calling genetic is just uh, the same environmental stimuli, the same shitty abusive family life, or whatever whatever it is? Oh, and yeah. it just like transfers down from generation to generation because like you think in some some ways like especially when I was younger I thought like how would my stepdad think of this you know I thought like oh. he thought of things you think about like the older people in your life you think about your family like how they think of things like you think for yourself but you're not oh, sure yeah. right so you think like what would my mom do how so, would my mom think about so what are they saying I like I like these babies just pushing titties away. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know. Genetic, I don't know. I don't know. So my my thought is that like maybe it's just prevalent in many people because they have a terrible family life, like depression. Like depression is supposedly genetic, and I bet it is. But is it always genetic because someone has some sort of uh, a, a wrong wiring in their brain? They transfer that on through their genes, or? Is it because all the people in the family live these fucked up shitty lives and there's no hope in that house? And everyone who is a part of that is kind of fucked. They, they found two specific genes that do it, and that brings it up to a 90% chance of having an eating disorder. Holy yeah, so, shit. So, yeah, I think your genes just mean you're more likely to get it. to do with your appetite. Interesting. So these two genes, ESRRA and HDAC4, increase a person's chance of developing an eating disorder by 90 to 85%. But this is eating too much, right? This is not anorexia. No, no, this is how they, they studied people with anorexia. Oh, interesting. See, so these genes, as well as some of the other identified by researchers, are involved in signaling your brain's appetite. Blockages or interruptions in the appetite pathways may impact how a person interprets hunger. Oh, so their wiring is fucked up and they're not getting hungry? Uh, and linked it to diabetes. Wow. Metabolic yeah, conditions. They studied twins. Wow. There's some links with twins that had it that like to prove some of the family genetic stuff too. That's amazing. So it's some screwy wiring that makes you less hungry? But also, like, you should know. But here's part of the thing that I don't understand. You got to know if you see yourself like that, that something's wrong. Why wouldn't you just drink some milkshakes? Why wouldn't you just do something to put calories into your body? You'd have to know that you're dying, right? So there's obviously a mental illness comp- component to it, too. Well, yeah, I think I think it's... It's I, not as simple as like a gene being off where, that, where you're not hungry. No, I, th- I, no I, I don't think it's that you're not hungry as much as it is, is that whatever the normal processes is that tell you to go eat... Yeah. 
you like your shit screwed up somehow. Like whatever hundred signals got to be passed for you to go eat and like desire the food. Right. Something in that chain is fucked up. But not only is something in that chain fucked up, but you don't have the rational ability to say I need to consume food. Right. Because a person needs a certain amount of thousand calories a day. It's screwy too, because you know my um, you know Burner Jeffrey Burner. Mm-hmm. He he was doing he was doing wrestling since he was a kid. And you know that you know, do all the weight cutting and stuff, and it's fucked him up to the point where like he forgets to eat. He doesn't get hungry like like we do. Really? Yeah, he has to remind himself to eat. Like you know he doesn't know he's hungry until he starts acting weird. He's like, oh yeah, I didn't eat. Oh. Because he's so he's been. He's starving himself since he was a kid. He's been wrestling since he was a little kid. Wow. So I th- so my point is- become accustomed to that signal. Yeah, so I think like if you have these genes, you're more likely, something in your environment is more likely to- tr- It doesn't mean you're going to have anorexia, but it means you're way more likely to, you know, depending on what you're exposed to. That makes sense. You know? Because yeah. I, I, I wasn't born with depression. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, something happened, and it, it you just some people are just more likely. Yeah. Oh, man, thank God. Thank God I'm not. Yeah, I got to be grateful for where I am. Man. Can you imagine having a fucked up relationship with food? Where it's like, you don't want it? Oh, I would rather want it way too much. Yeah, I'd rather have to fight that fight that. Demon. I like, uh, there's a lot of people that I know that are like pretty obese, that are food addicts, that are fun people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're great to eat with. You know, they're having a ball. Yeah, they're having a great fucking time. Yeah, you, it's like yeah, it's bad for you, but at least you're enjoying yourself. Anorexia does not look like you're getting the enjoyment part. The no. thing about like, um, like if you go to like a real Italian restaurant, like come on, eat, uh, they just want to stuff you, and everybody's drinking wine and everyone's laughing and having a good time. Like that's how Italians like to eat. Yeah. They go hard. And no, no anorexic is dangerous. You know, where it's like. You can't, you can't, no chance of winning. At least a fat motherfucker could fall on you or grab right. you and. Yeah, this fat people can chance. fight. Yeah, like if you that skinny, you ain't got yeah. no chance. You have zero chance. You have no muscles. There's nothing. No. You're just a skeleton coming at you like fucking Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean. Like, ah. like a, a leg kick might kill you. Oh, yeah. Snap your femur. Oh, you could kill that girl if you kicked her in the <laughs> stomach. Oh. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> You can be canceled before my special come out. You could kill a regular person if they just if like their back was against a wall and you kicked them in the stomach. You could destroy their organs. Oh yeah, for sure. Were they like a turning sidekick to the body? Especially if you get them like right. No, right. you would get them right in the fucking center, like right in here. Oh, like a Spartan kick? You just smack. No, you use a spinning back kick. That's the most powerful kick. A turning side kick, it's called. It's my specialty. I, oh, yeah. So I'm about to say the ones I've seen you doing videos. Yeah. Yeah, but but most people can't pull that off. With the, No, no, no. I'm just saying that there's human beings that are capable of killing someone with a kick. Oh, yeah. You don't see it in an MMA fight because, first of all, these guys are heavily muscled. And generally, kicks don't land perfectly flush. And your back is not to a wall where you absorb all the impact. But if your back was to a wall... And there was nothing like a concrete wall. There's nothing stopping the impact, and someone like really fucking smashed you. You had a real good chance of bleeding internally. Yeah, I'm, I'm real I'm, good chance I'm of having always, fractured ribs that go into your lungs and I'm all kinds of shit. Always blown away when I see a UFC fighter take one of those kicks, <sighs> bro. You know, the just the you, you know what the most painful shit is the calf kicks. And I'm saying this anecdotally. I've never been kicked in the calf really, not hard, uh, not like by a UFC fighter in a fight. 
but just just getting massage in your calves fucking hurts like hell. Yeah. These guys are kicking each other in the calf, and it deadens your calf where you can't walk right. So then you got to kind of play it off. So mostly you're moving on your other leg, <laughs> and you see it in guys. You yeah. see it like right away. That Poeton Alex Pajeda, he's the best I've ever seen at that. I've ever seen. He's the best at it. The calf kick. Oh, he's so sneaky. And Izzy, he got Izzy in the first fight. And he was getting Izzy in the second fight with it. And Izzy's like, God damn, this motherfucker's getting me again. Like right before he cracked him. He was catching him in that leg and he was deadening that leg. And that's what fucked Izzy up in the first fight. He couldn't get away from him. He couldn't, his leg wouldn't move. He had uh, kicked his left calf so many times. The whole thing was just useless. He, and Izzy's just a great athlete, so he's moving around on it. And you can't tell that much. But, but what's, the, what's the worst, is the worst kick you ever received a calf kick? No. The worst kick I've ever received is the kicks to the body. Oh, you get kicked to the body, man. You yeah. kicked in the head is horrible. You know, you get knocked out. You get rocked. Getting kicked in the body, like getting kicked in the liver especially, holy shit, See, man. Being, Your whole body shuts down. Being knocked out doesn't hurt, though. You know what I mean? Oh, it hurts. No, I mean, <laughs> no, but what I mean is you just you, you just wake, wake up. up. You yeah. don't feel the pain. Like, you're, I'm sure you feel right. you're going through something. Right. But, like, yeah. liver shots. Like, you remember when... Uh, um, Tank Bernard Hopkins, yeah, Tank's a good one. Yeah, Tank's Tank, a good one. He hit Ryan, Ryan Garcia, yeah, yeah, or Ryan, Ryan Garcia, Ryan, Davis. Ryan yeah. Garcia. Yeah. Your Javante is a murderous puncher, man. But I was gonna say when Oscar De La Hoya fought Bernard Hopkins, Bernard Hopkins, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Bernard Hopkins, man, Bernard Hopkins was too big. Oscar was past his prime. Bernard was still in the fucking. I mean, even though he's older, Bernard was probably in his 40s when that fight happened. That's when he was the sharpest, though. It's crazy. Bernard, he, you know, I asked Terrence Crawford about that, and he said one of the things was probably that Bernard was in prison, and during that prison time, he didn't abuse his body. Like, he didn't get beat up. He didn't right. have all them, but he was training and learning. And then he also developed this insane discipline when he was in prison. He's like, I am never coming back here. I'm never coming back here. And they said to him, we'll see you. Like, after, after he got oh, yeah, experience. Yeah. you never seen me. Well, that's the thing, man. You could, so this you, is it. This is, I, don't, I don't know how old Bernard. There it is. There's the body shot. Let me see that again. Ooh, dig to the yeah. body. Bernard was so good. I just watched the, I rewatched Bernard versus Kelly Pavlik the other day. Yeah, and yeah. I think Bernard was in his 40s in that fight, too. And they, <laughs> everybody counted Bernard out. That was after Kelly Pavlik knocked out Jermaine Taylor. You can accomplish so much out of spite. Spite? Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, the will. So, so many of the things I've overcome have been from spite. Yeah. Yeah, when my dad dropped me, when he dropped me off to go to boot camp, he was like, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Whoa. And, and, and that is what made me not quit. Interesting. I was like, never, never. I will not let, give him the satisfaction. Because he was yeah. right. I, would, I, had <laughs> I had trouble with people telling me what to do and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, no. Ain't no way I'm going back home. No way. Fuck no. I'll endure whatever just to just to win, just to show you. Bernard was world class when he was fifty. Yeah, yeah. He probably still he probably still boxed up box up the average. Oh person. yeah. Oh, the yeah. average person's dead for sure. But I mean, that guy like what? And also clean living his entire life, organic food, no fucking around, really? no drugs, no alcohol, no nothing. Yeah, he was always in shape. Always in shape. Never got fat. Never got big in between fights at all. Always running. Always hitting the bag. Never got out of shape. Not for a minute. Not for a second. You could have called Bernard Hopkins on a Tuesday and said you got a fight on Saturday and be like, how much? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he was always ready. Yeah, and so he was just so defensively responsible. Like, his defense was impeccable. Yeah, he was shot. I mean, Philly, Philly produced a lot of. Oh, my God. Philly produced a lot of killers. Yeah, man. And I don't know what, I don't know what that, why that is specifically. Tough neighborhoods. Yeah. Tough neighborhoods produce killers. Yeah, you know? it's, it's true. Come it's on, true. Brownsville. And every, every now and then, though, you get a, you get like a, you get like a rich kid, like a prince or somebody. Oh, did Prince not see you, huh, man? I don't know if he was, was he really a prince. <laughs> I don't think, I don't really think he prince. was really a prince. No, he was really a prince. But every now and then, you get like a spoiled kid that got yeah. the hands. Every now and then, yeah. I mean, there's people that violate the rules. Yeah, they you just, get the Ivy League champ, but <sighs> it's so rare. Nobody wants that though. They want somebody that been through some shit. They want Tyson. Yeah, they want Mike yeah. Tyson. They yeah. want somebody that came from the, the depths. Yeah. Someone with no family. Someone was raised by you know a, a guardian, a guardian who happened to be a hypnotist oh, and also yeah. a boxing trainer. Yeah, it's Prince Nassim. He's this <laughs> He came out of the flying carpet. How amazing was that, bro? People forgot about Nassim. Yeah. And his style was amazing, man. Watch, watch some of the fighting. Go. This is fun, but find some of his fighting. Because his style was so crazy. He had his hands down by his knees, and he would, like, bend at the waist and just wing punches at you. He reminded me of, um, who was the dude we were talking about the other day that had that weird style? The Drunken Master. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. What's his name? Look at, look at Dom Seam. Look at him dancing around. I mean, look at that. How do you handle that? And the guy can punch. And he had big legs, and oh, his yeah. power came from his legs. He would, like, punch with his whole body. And people forgot, man, he was really good, and he was so popular. I mean, yeah. he was all over television back then, man. so unusual. His interests were too long, though. He had, like, a 20-minute. Oh, no, 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 it was great. <laughs> it's great because now we can go back and watch it. But, dude, he was fucking people up. So he had this crazy style, but he also had murderous power. Emmanuel Augustus? Yeah, Emmanuel Augustus. Yeah. Yes. The drunken mask. Yeah, he, yeah. he that's think... him now. Now he's just now he's a heavyweight. <laughs> oh, Prince Nassim's a heavyweight? Yeah, no, oh, he's no. not fighting anymore. He, he, he's eating a lot of food. That's him on the right. Oh what? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's one of them eighty five percent. He's got that gene. <laughs> <laughs> For real. What is uh Emmanuel Augustus? Go go to Emmanuel Augustus highlights. Emmanuel was different, though, because Emmanuel, instead of, I mean, it was a lot of, like, hands down, moving around, but it was, like, smoother. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel was like he was dancing with you, like, literally dancing. And it's like he would punch, he would throw a punch when you least expect it. There was no rhythm to. Floyd said that he was the hardest fighter he ever fought. He said the hardest fight he ever had was this guy. Because, like, look how he fights. <laughs> He's just moving around. It's like that dude was dancing before the fight started. He was dancing during the fight. And he was really slick defensively. So, like, this style was, like, very disconcerting because he could move so good and he was kind of clowning you. So that fucks with your head. Yeah, I mean, if you if you see somebody, if you see some, if, oh, he would throw a couple punches at me and I'm like, I, I'm good, man. Forf I forfeit. Well, that's where leg kicks come into play, son. Oh, well, Wump. Yeah. Give him a couple of those. Womp. Put your hands up. Move forward. Womp. A few of those and all that shit's gone. That's why it's wild to hear. I forget that guy, that bodybuilder that was like, I could Bradley be, Martin. Like, yeah. I could beat, I could beat because a professional fighter in a fight. It's like, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> well, he's also very smart. 
and he's doing this for clicks. Oh, he knows. Yeah, yeah he knows Bradley's a smart dude. But I did see him actually spar with a with a black belt jujitsu guy that was his weight. You know, I mean, obviously he got fucked up. Who did that? Who sparred with him? I don't remember. I don't remember the, whose name, what, whose name it was, but I just watched it a couple of days ago. Somebody, you can find somebody did it. spar with him. Who is it? I've seen it a few times. Uh, it doesn't say in the info. Yeah, I mean, look, Bradley is a super. Oh, athlete. oh yeah, here it is, right here. He, I mean, he's a gigantic athlete. I don't know who that is. He's sparring with. Where is Bradley? He's in the. He's, blue. he's in. Yeah, he's in. The... That's him. Yeah. Is this a long time ago? No, no. Uh, this, this was two years ago. He's done it oh, okay. recently, I think, but. No, this ain't the video I watched. So he's, it looks no, in this no, video no. like he's just learning stuff. No, the video I watched was recent. He was getting fucked up. He got real humble. But again, in the, they weren't in a street fight when like kicks and punches and everything's on the table. Right. So at least, but when it comes to jujitsu, at least Bradley's done this, right? So Bradley has done some rolling. And yeah, he's getting manhandled by a black belt, but we all would. Right, right. But um, but at least he's got some grappling experience. So I'm assuming if he's done that, he's probably done multiple classes. So he probably has some understanding of positions. But, probably some understanding. But he's probably of, never been in a real like you. You know what it is to me is like <clears throat> people that have never been in a fight. What they don't understand is you could do all the fucking training you want to, but if you ain't never got hit for real, right? Th- cause that's <clears throat> your ability to take damage or avoid damage is most of winning a fight. It's a lot so of So it's it. like that one, you know, like like the, like the type of motherfucker like Izzy that can take a leg kick mm-hmm. f- uh, from Poetan and keep fighting. Most people don't got that in them. Right. You know, when you hit me with one leg kick and I'm, I'm out. Right. I'm out. And you too, you are too. You haven't fought. In, if you've never been in a fight, you're all you're doing is imagining. Right. It's like you don't know, you don't know how you're going to react to getting hit in the fucking sternum. So this is him rolling. Video, same guy. I think he's wrestling the same guy though. Wrestling Steve, winner keeps the truck. Oh, he's getting manhandled. But that's just to be expected. It doesn't matter how big you are. I mean, that guy's big, too. If you're grappling with a black belt in jiu-jitsu, you're going to get manhandled. That's what that guy does every day. You know, if you play chess with a guy who's a chess master, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I wish I had the money to put up a- to actually have him do it. Oh, he gets triangled. An MMA fight with, with Mighty Mouse. Well, you don't want an MMA fight because if he picks him up and slams him on the ground, he could fuck Mighty Mouse up. I don't know if he would be able to do that. Mighty Mouse is so, he's so technical. He knows everything. But the size difference is so great. All it would take was one slip up. He didn't get a hold of him and spike him on the ground. Yeah. We kind of saw that happen to, to um, Rose Namajunas got knocked out like that. Right, right. Yeah. And she was piecing her up before that. Mm-hmm. She, she was. was. That fight. Yeah. She was. Yeah, I don't think she's been, she hasn't really been the same since. Well, she broke her finger in the first round of her last fight. And, you know, um, people are, like, criticizing her, saying she needs to go down to 125, and maybe. But you can't discount that her finger was broken in the very first round. Like, that's a giant factor, man. Her her finger was fucked up. So she fought three rounds against a very, very tough, legitimate flyweight. It was much bigger than her. The girl looked jacked. But Rose, in my mind, is one of the greatest strawweights of all time, and that's where she should be. agreed. She's amazing at 115. I know it sucks to make 115, but that's the big fight is if she really wants to keep fighting, she wants to go back down to flyweight is, uh, I mean, there's Tatiana Suarez down there, but Zhang Wei Li, she beat her twice. So she knocked her out and she beat her in decision. So they fought twice. Yeah, but you know what, though? 
that's a different Zhang Wei Lee. She gonna go down there and fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she cause she locked in. Oh, she's locked in. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and you always she was always dangerous as fuck. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she keeps getting better. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. She, she, it's been a couple years since Rose seen her. I don't think that's the same fighter she fought before. Zhang Wei Lee is a tank, man. She comes blasting you with kicks and punches. Her grappling sensational. Ground yeah. and pound is vicious. She's got a killer instinct. I mean, she she knocked out Yoana Jacek with a spinning back fist. Like she's she's a beast, man. She's yeah. a fucking beast. And I love me some Rose, but I do too. I don't think she want that smoke. Well, who knows, man? She like I said, she beat her twice. Mm. I think if they fought again, you know, if Rose gets her finger fixed and drops back down the flyweight, that's a fight I'd like to see. Oh, I'm definitely gonna watch. That's a fight I'd like to see. Cause I, but I remember when Rose won the title. Mm-hmm. I was that was one of the best cards in UFC history. You remember that? Three titles changed hands that night. Mm-hmm. It was a. Uh, Rose won the belt, and then um, who the fuck else was on that card? It was two other title fights on that card. Um, I remember DC just yelling out, Thug Rose! Oh, yeah. Thug Rose! And that's when I, I didn't really know much. I was just like, oh, I, I'm picking her. She looked, and everybody's like, what? Like, yeah, yeah, and she won. I was like, oh, who is this lady? When she crocked Ioana with that left hook, I was like, oh, my God, she did it. She beat the boogeyman. She beat the boogeywoman. <laughs> but she was the boogeywoman too, man. She was lighting people up. If you ever saw, if you saw Yoani and Jacek in her prime, like you want to see a wild beatdown, uh, do Yoani and Jacek, Juliana Payne. No, um, uh, who was it? It wasn't Juliana. Um, it was, um, who did she fight? Can I see her record real quick? This was the night that the fights happened. Uh... Jessica, Jessica Panay, that's who it was. Go uh, Rose Namajunas, Jessica Panay, I mean, not Rose Namajunas, um, uh, Yoani on Jacek. Yeah, the highlights, this is perfect. This is when she was the boogie woman, dude. This, look at that face. <laughs> look at that face, dude. And this is like when she was multiple time world Muay Thai champion, who now was in MMA. And so you got to see like a level of striking that you had just never seen from women's MMA before. When she came out of the scene, it was her and Valentina Shevchenko were like, whoa, this is some next level striking. Just super technical. You know, I mean, her fucking technique was fantastic. Stuff's takedowns. Go to towards the end where you really see the beatdown. So she starts putting it on her. She starts putting it on her at the end of the second round. Like, look at this. I mean, Jessica Panay just Damn. getting battered, just getting battered, and Joanna's just beating her down. Like, look at this. I mean, this was this was when everyone was really scared of Joanna, because she was just so aggressive, and she would talk so much shit and get in your face at the weigh-ins. And now she sees Jessica's just busted up, and she's just piecing her up. And at the end, the final barrage is horrific, man. Go to the fi- the final barrage, and she has her up against the cage. She just starts un-fucking-loading, man. Damn, how did the ref Look not this. stop this? Oh, that's oh, it there right it there. Is. Yeah, girl. No, you, why, how are you complaining, girl? Bro. I mean, she's complaining because she's a warrior. She wants to fight, but that woman was the best. Yeah, it's like your, co- your corner should have threw that towel in. Look at her. Let me hear what she's saying. What is she screaming? Has delivered the Polish power. The strawweight champion. She's screaming, who's next? 
if you're a 115 pound woman, you're like, fuck that. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck getting smashed like that. She what happened to her, though? She gone? She just retired. Yeah, wow. she lost to uh, Zhang Weili, and then she retired. You know, that was her last hurrah. She, you know, she had a lot of wars, man, and those, they, they pay a price, you know? I mean, Amanda Nunes just retired. She's the GOAT. She had to retire. She said her legs aren't working right. Her legs have nerve damage, she said, from kicking too much ass. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. She, she retire as the GOAT. Don't, don't, you know. Like you said, we never get to see yeah. fighters really retire. They always, it's always too late. It's never like right early enough. You know, it, there's very few that retire at the right time. Yeah. Very few. I don't, I don't know any athletes that don't got some kind of long term injury that's never going. Yeah, be, you know. Mm-hmm. So especially combat sports, especially fighters. Yeah, it's just so brutal on your body. I mean, you're you're literally practicing breaking people's bodies, and just the practice is brutal. So you're getting all this damage just from practice, and then you're having cage fights with people that are going 100% trying to kill you. Man, that's why every every athlete, when you see them in an interview and they go, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm healthier than I've ever been, it's like, no, you're not, motherfucker. <laughs> you never, <laughs> you know? It's like, I, I know right. that's, what, that's what you're supposed to say. Hey, this yeah. is the best I've ever felt. No, it ain't. No way. Well, some of them have pulled it off. It's amazing how some guys just don't get injured that much. It's real yeah. weird. LeBron James. Yeah, well, he he spends a lot of money though on just maintaining his health, just maintaining his like just massages oh, yeah. and th physical therapy, and like he treats his body like it's a pit crew at a race stop. You know, like he's yeah. in a race car and like that's the money maker. Yeah, yeah take he, care of that. He might thing. be the most durable superstar that's ever played any sport. So he's very very rarely get injured. I, I can only remember him being like. I mean, he's never been seriously injured. Like, where well, he had to miss a whole season or nothing mm -hmm. like that. And that's never happened. Wow. And I think, and it, and I, I think the first time he really got hurt for real was like recently, in year mm. in year eighteen or something. Wow. Yeah. So How old is he now? The thirty nine. Thirty nine. He How? may have needed foot surgery in the off season, but I don't think they're gonna say that. Oh, like they're uh, not gonna yeah. talk about it. Like he just started being getting injured at, at a mm. time where like. like most people have had multiple surgeries by now. Bro, they probably get him the best stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They fly him straight to Ukraine. <laughs> oh, yeah, bro. Like, what we... No, they fly, they fly him to the jungle and yeah. knock, knock a child out in the jungle <laughs> right there and just take their shit. I mean, what kind of, if you have, if you're of that kind of resources, like you're a super athlete, the doctors that you're in contact with, Oh yeah, must be just because if, if I was a superstar in the NBA, the first thing I would do is call Magic Johnson and be like, "Where your doctors at?" Right. <laughs> I want them working on every problem I got. Yeah, yeah. Because no, remember, remember the the whole HIV thing. Nobody had heard of nobody beating HIV right before him. Right. Yeah. So it was like that was the, that's the first doctor I want to see. I wonder what medication he took. If he took anything, you know, I think back he, in the day when everybody was taking AZT and dying. Yeah, I, well, I think by the time he had it, AZT wasn't the main thing they was giving you. But also, I think he had the resources to do to like mitigate all the side effects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, but I don't, I don't know. But you, but you know, what's, you know, what's funny is like my uh, my uncle was HIV positive, and he lived he lived for a long time. Jeff Scott was HIV positive, right? Right. Yeah, yeah and that dude. That's, now, see, that's a survivor because. Jeff Scott had it when it was grids. Right. 
when when they were it was gay related disease. The key weapon beginning was a regimen of three or four antiretroviral drugs, collectively known as antiretroviral therapy or ART. So it was after the AZT days. They told me that the three drug combination was going to save my life, and they were right. Mm. Huh? There you go. So why they wouldn't give that shit to everybody? Maybe they didn't have it yet. Yeah, or maybe or, it was just like maybe it was just super expensive. At the maybe. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe insurance didn't cover it. Yeah, but now, but now, you know, what's so funny is, it, isn't it wild how now we? It, no one's scared of it. It's not that well. I still don't want to get it, <laughs> but it's not a death sentence no more. Right. Yeah. It's still gonna significantly diminish how many people will fuck you though. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're honest. You gotta be honest. Yeah, about that one. You gotta be honest about that one. I don't think you go. You know, if it's not a life-threatening thing, I don't think you gotta be honest about everything. But that was the scariest thing about AIDS is that there's a there's a thing that you get from having sex that could kill you, but you're gonna want to have sex, so well, be careful. Oh yeah, be careful. Well, you know you want to die. Whenever it's the most dangerous to fuck, that's what people be fucking the most. Mm. That didn't stop nobody from fucking. Nope. No, that's not that's, for a second. That's why it's wild to me when politicians try to when they try to legislate morality. It was like, hey, you're not gonna stop people from fucking. Yeah, and not only that, you're not gonna stop fucking. So no. shut up. Speaking of which, bro, you know, Mex- I told you Mexico just passed just legalized abortion nationwide. Yeah, we were talking about that last night. Mexico's ahead of us. Yeah. In social. <laughs> well, also they recognize an opportunity for tourism. Oh yeah, I ain't think about that. A hundred percent. They already have a stem cell tourism. They have an uh, ibogaine uh, therapy tourism. Yeah, I gotta visit Mexico on legitly instead of like just the border towns. Yeah, Mexico is a beautiful place. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. It's but it's just like it's kind of fucked because of America, because of American drug laws. Like American drug laws have propped up the cartel, just like prohibition propped up the mob. Do you think the cartel? is paying uh, lobbyists to keep drugs illegal here? If I was a cartel, I would do that. That would be the smart move. If you could get a hold of them. Yeah. If you could call them up. Yeah, but, my friend. But that cartel what shit. What do we have to do? It blows my mind that, like, we were helping the cartels move drugs into the country while simultaneously enforcing drug drugs being illegal. What's Who's we? Who was doing that? I mean, just us as a country. Like, the CIA was letting cocaine come in. Yeah. And, it, you know, and and then, but at the same time, the DEA was arresting drug traffickers. Right. How come? What is that? Jamie, chuck me one of them. Uh, I think, I, <clears throat> I think the cocaine was how the CIA was paying for s- certain stuff because it was money they didn't have to, it didn't have to be in the federal budget. You know what I mean? Well, that's definitely the case with uh, Oliver North. Right. That was the case in um that was the case with uh, Freeway Ricky Ross in in Compton in South Central LA and uh we found out about it because of this guy Michael Rupert who was on the podcast back in the day. Um Michael Rupert uh was in that documentary Collapse. Did you ever see that documentary? Mm-mm. It's a documentary about the collapse of uh peak oil. And societal collapse because we're so dependent upon fossil fuels turned out to not be correct, but what he was predicting. But what he was right about was how dependent we are on fossil fuels, and he was detailing the supply chain. So he's sitting there. The whole documentary is him sitting there in this room, 
on a folding chair just smoking cigarettes and just telling you why all these things are a problem because they're all connected. And it's it's a very compelling documentary. Mm. Well, Michael Rupert was a narcotics officer in L.A., and he caught the CIA selling drugs in South Central L.A. and then exposed it on a hearing on CNN at, like, this big, like, town hearing. You, have you seen this? Mm-mm. Jamie pulled up. It's wild. He was an... A really interesting guy. Last time I saw him, he gave me mushrooms. How did they ca- How did they catch him? <laughs> how did he catch the CIA? Well, he was a narcotics officer, so he was arresting people for selling drugs. Here, play this. I am a former Los Angeles police narcotics detective, and I work South Central Los Angeles. And I will tell you, Director Deutsch, emphatically and Can without equivocation. Can you speak further into the mic, sir? These mics don't seem to be. I, I will tell you, Director Deutsch, as a former Los Angeles police narcotics detective, that the agency has dealt drugs throughout this country for a long time. So that guy at the table is from the CIA. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute. If you don't like what's going on here, please leave now. No, no, no. Leave. No, no, no. Leave now because there are others who do want to hear what's going on in this room. Will you please take your seat? I will come back to you as we roll back across to the center section. Director Deutsch, I will refer you to three specific agency operations known as Amadeus, Pegasus, and Watchtower. I have Watchtower documents heavily redacted by the agency. I was personally exposed to CIA operations and recruited by CIA personnel who attempted to recruit me in the late 70s to become involved in protecting agency drug operations in this country. I have been trying to get this out for 18 years, and I have the evidence. My question for you is very specific, sir. If, in the course of the IG's investigations and Fred Hitz's work, you come across evidence of severely criminal activity and it's classified, will you use that classification to hide the criminal activity or will you tell the American people the truth? The director of the CIA. Wait, wait a minute. From your, from your, I'm sorry, sir. I will allow the director to speak first and then Congressman Julian Dixon. If you have information about CIA illegal activity in drugs, you should immediately bring that information. To wherever you want, but let me suggest three places. The Los Angeles Police Department. <laughs> uh, please. Wow, now you're playing in my face. Others want to hear this answer. 
I'm sorry. Others want to hear this answer. It, it, it is your choice, the Los Angeles Police Department, the Inspector General, or uh, Office of one of your Congress uh, persons from this. Shot at for it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, sir. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, sir. And sir, you have not gotten the mic yet. You are not. But wait a minute, then don't speak out of turn. Let me say something else. If this information turns up wrongdoing, if it turns up wrongdoing, we will bring the people to justice and make them accountable. Just imagine you think there's even a possibility that that's true. What do you say? If it's true, <laughs> well, if it's true, I've heard rumblings. Right. Well, just imagine, hey, bring it to one of the offices where we have people that work for us. Yeah, they'll definitely take care of it appropriately. <laughs> right. Bring I'm surprised, the I'm surprised they let him department. live. Yeah, he was worried about it, too. Well, they, but they know, see, they know that if they kill you, it makes what you said seem true. If they let you live, they can always accuse you of being crazy. He wound up taking his own life. Where? Where? Yeah. Yeah. His health was failing him. He's getting older. And it's just like that life is very, the life of exposing extreme corruption all the time and being right about it is very scary. It's a horrible life. You got to be willing to kill a motherfucker. Yeah. It's just a horrible life. And to go from being a guy who's a narcotics officer in L.A. and discovers that and just gets dragged down this rabbit hole. Just see the movie Collapse, though. It's pretty interesting. See if you've got a trailer. Yeah. It's like no CIA agent has gone to prison for cocaine trafficking. Weird. And they, that's, how, that's how it gets here. Weird. That's crazy. Weird. Yeah. Uh, Freeway Ricky Ross, he's been on the podcast a couple of times, too. And he's, he's the guy who was selling it in South Central Los Angeles. He didn't even know what, a, what he was a part of. That he was funding. Maybe this is the it. the greatest preventable holocaust in the history of planet Earth. I have 30 years of experience as an investigative journalist. I've broken major scandals. Going out to try and map how the world really worked as opposed to the way we were told it worked. Our map has proven deadly accurate. My economic predictions, oh, we had it so right. In 2006, we said, get out of debt right now. Check your mortgage carefully. We issued a whole series of warnings. There will be nothing like we have ever seen before. Everything that we said was going to happen is taking place right now. Gold prices, Pakistan, Afghanistan, the stock market. It's not that Bernie Madoff was a pyramid scheme. The whole economy is a pyramid scheme. Of course I've been called a conspiracy theorist. But I don't deal in conspiracy theory. I deal in conspiracy fact. The mortal blow to human industrialized civilization will happen when oil prices spike and nobody can afford to buy that oil and everything will just shut down. Unlike the Great Depression, we do not have infinite resources. Nothing grows forever. There is a cycle. Birth, growth, maturation, decline, and death. Cars don't run, the mail stops getting delivered, planes don't fly, law enforcement stops working. This is all part of the collapse. If you're in a camp and a bear attacks, you don't have to be faster than the bear. You only have to be faster than the slowest camper. The challenge being faced by the human race now is either evolve or perish, grow up or die. 
have to believe, not hope, not pray, that there's a way out of it, and you're going to find it. He's basically a prepper. He was. He's basically telling you, start growing your own food. Find, get something that you could treat water with. No, yeah. Or, this, shit, this is a fragile society we live in that's completely depending on us sucking blood out of the earth to pump everything. That's what yeah. we're doing. We're sucking the blood of the earth that we use to make plastic and jet fuel. Yeah. Silicon. Yeah. But, I mean, think about all the, the different plastic parts that are just in electronics. It's oil. You know, it's part, it's part of the reason why we couldn't really, like, why the sanctions on Russia, like, d didn't really stick. Like, we, we, we hit Russia with the most economic sanctions that anyone's ever been hit with. And it bar it's barely phased them because they sell oil. They sell oil. They're the number two, I think, the number two oil supplier in the world. And then the, and they're maybe number one uh, natural gas supplier. And so and China buys, China, like, needs them. What? And so does Europe. Who got hurt most by the pipeline shutting down? At first it was Europe. It was Europe? Yeah. Yeah, because they... And now are they just buying gas from Russia? <clears throat> Europe? Yeah. No, now they have... Now they're buying... I think their gas comes from, you know, us. So that was... Us. No, that was from Russia to Europe, right? Right. From Russia to Europe. Europe was their, was and, their number one customer. And, now, and someone blew it up. Someone. Well, we, we well the sanctions made Europe stop buying gas from Russia. I don't know who blew up the pipe or why. Well, I was, I, what probably I was, us. Yeah, they say it's us. Yeah. That's what Seymour Hersh said. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. We probably blew up that plane, too. That had that, uh, that had the provision in it? Yeah. You think so? I think so. I wouldn't be surprised if we, I mean, it's it's either Putin or us. It, it You know, it wasn't an accident. Yeah, most likely. I yeah. mean, when a guy's about to surge... Moscow with tanks, and he turns around and goes back. He doesn't have much time to yeah, live. Yeah, you gotta take the man out. Yeah, that guy's he's dangerous. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what he thought, and like his whole his whole leadership was on that plane, which is also crazy. Yeah, yeah, like you don't it's see wild. Like, the vice president don't fly with the president, right? That's crazy. It is crazy. Along with the like the third, fourth, and fifth person, they never on the same plane. That's, Imagine that's if insane. Both planes went down. Yeah, I wonder is is the vice president's plane Air Force Two? Is that what they call it? I don't know. Oh. Probably. Makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Well, it turns out that the Air Force One is whatever plane the, the president's on. Oh. Yep. You know, it, it's not, It's not. I mean, it is a specific plane, I guess. Or maybe there's two or three of yeah. them. Air Force Two is any held, uh, call sign held by any United States Air Force aircraft carrying the vice president. There is right. something absolutely hilarious about Trump's name on this plane. Just Trump. Oh, oh! He uses the Trump plane for his presidential shit. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, does it now? He flies around the Trump plane now. Uh, well, I'm sure he's got more than one plane too, but he's got a giant ass one, like a commercial plane. What's the point of that? He's got a lot of room in there. How big is Trump's plane? Isn't it like a seven sixty seven or something crazy Trump like that? Trump Force One is a seven fifty seven. Seven fifty seven. Oh, they call it Trump Force One. That's a big <laughs> ass plane. What's it look like inside? The pictures of the inside of Trump's plane. Um, I bet there's a lot of dudes who, like compete, like who's got the most baller interior. Oh yeah, in yeah, your yeah. private chat. Just imagine. 
Imagine, imagine, imagine eating dinner with Trump. I mean, you know, he wants his he wants his Wagyu A five well done. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Looks like a normal dollars. jet. It's a hundred million dollars. Damn. So he's got like a little desk there. That's like a just a big ass private jet. It looks very nice. Yeah, big screen in the back. This is, the, this is Air oh. Force One. It's got like a Air Force One's got like a fucking U.S. Office. Well, is there really like a pod in Air Force One where the president can go in and parachute to the ground? I can't. I guarantee there is. I mean, maybe it has to be. There's some way. Get him in the pod. Imagine being in the Secret Service, knowing you're going to die, and you got to get Biden in that pod. Yeah. Well, knowing you might have to go to prison with Trump. So, <laughs> like, how's that going to work? Who's volunteering for that? You got to spend. You got to spend some of your days in prison because they got to be with him no matter what. Even if he's in prison? Even if he's in prison. They have so to protect him until he prison, dies. So if he goes to prison, Secret Service has to protect him in prison? Yeah, for the rest of your life. If That's you if wild. you were ever president, you get that protection forever. Is that is that true? The Air Force well, the thing is, it's never happened before. No president's ever gone to prison. Right. So that I think they would avoid sending him to prison just for that that complication. What's that? It was just in the movie Air Force One. What? That it was just a thing for the movie. Oh, the pod, the escape pod. Yeah, like like Harrison Ford. Oh, Air Force One. but you don't think it's really a way? Because bro, you know what? I just found out that there's a, there's really another there's a secret subway system between in in the Capitol. What? Yeah, that like the the politicians mm-hmm. use, the president yeah. uses. Like that's that's why you never see you never see Obama walking from the White House to Congress. He just pops up at Congress because he can just get. There's like a wow. It's tiny too. The political yeah. elite subway system. Yep. Now, yeah. They must feel like ballers. Oh my god! Knowing you're running the country, this is it. Yeah, it's just it's small, and they're like see-through carts, and they all see each other when they're going from room to room. Also, was this in House of Cards? I think it has been. Yeah, it has been, but also he killed people in the regular subway. Yeah, he killed someone in the regular subway, right? Yeah, that was a great fucking show. It was so good, such a good show, and it made you wonder, like, okay. I mean, obviously this is fiction, but how much is real? How much is accurate? How much of it this is is based on what people know oh, about how yeah. I psychotic you, all those things have happened? Yeah, uh, every, it, it, like it probably didn't happen to the people. Of, like, like they probably changed the names and situations and stuff. But they've definitely murdered people for sure. Well, they they certainly. I mean, uh, if you just think about what they're willing to do in other countries that they know is not true, that's going to cost lives. They sacrifice people left and right. They they don't think about that at all. Like if if like like when you're talking about like say uh, drone strikes, you know like drone strikes are the the ratio of innocent people that get killed by drones is like it's crazy oh, yeah. crazy high. But you can justify that. Yeah. You know. So if you can justify that, of course yeah. you can National justify security. taking out some asshole who's causing problems. Yeah. Especially if you if you really a true believer, like if you really. Yeah. If you really thought that you were right, yeah, and everyone else is wrong about like the way the direction America should go in, yeah, wouldn't you do anything in your power to make sure your vision came to, to true? Yeah, so that so they're yeah they're willing to do anything, and then some of them just want power, but most of them I think in to them they genuinely believe like they believe their bullshit, yeah, long ago. So they genuinely believe that they're doing what's best, and the other side is trying to destroy everything. So they'll cheat, they'll kill, steal, yeah. Especially if you consider how every single ruling class throughout history has done that to their people. Oh, yeah. They've all done it. And they've all assassinated each other. Like, the idea that that stopped now. Yeah. And think about the fact, we, like, they, 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 want, they want their grip on power so badly 
that no matter how many signs of dementia and deterioration that are exhibited by Joe Biden or Mitch McConnell or Dianne Feinstein, or they just, no one's calling for him to resign. No. The motherfucker froze up. Twice. <laughs> like, the, like, like, how is that acceptable to anybody? It's like, a, uh, like in, if you're having a FaceTime call with someone in bad service. Right. Just freeze up. Like, like Mitch, Mitch McConnell was getting like the update. He was like, he was back buffering. I don't know. He's just really old. And then they got, and then they got, then they get the federal doctors to say, "Oh, it wasn't a stroke." What the fuck was it then? Wasn't a stroke. His brain short circuited. Yeah, it didn't like, bleed. Just, uh, just yeah, sh- but just shut off parts. But it of was it. something that means you shouldn't be making major decisions. For no chance. Yeah. You can go sit your ass down. The face he made, like, what kind of hell have I found myself in? At 80 years old, what have I done? There's no joy left in my life. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. The Kentucky Republican said he would finish his term as leader, which runs through 2024, and in the Senate, where he was elected to serve through 2026. Of course he is. Why shouldn't he? Um, I got I got news <laughs> for you, Mitch. You're not going to make it that long, bro. Well, maybe he wants to die out there. Yeah, those freezes are going to get longer and longer and longer. Yeah. Yeah, until something like... What, what I'm what I'm what I'm asking is what at what point do even if you on his side at what point do you go we can't go back like what is what has to happen for you to be like he's done well you start looking for other jobs immediately for sure like if you're in the staff you start looking for other jobs right now yeah I mean he I, I think he would have to do something that not even the shrewdest uh, spin doctor could explain away see the thing is though the the problem is if he's loyal to his party and this is uh, the problem with a lot of them. You you don't want to give up your seat. You don't because then there's another election, right? And then someone else comes in, and well, that, that person could be a Republican. Well, the thing is, it's another election, but in most states, the governor of the state gets to appoint the replacement senator until the election. Really? So yeah, and so Kentucky's one of those rare states where all their senators are on the right, but their governor is a Democrat. Interesting. So, and I think they're trying to uh, introduce legislation where the governor doesn't get to pick, like the, the same party mm. gets to choose, because that's what they're afraid of. That, that of course, you know, that's why they won't let D.C. be a state. That's why they won't let Puerto Rico be a state because it's automatically blue. Right. You know, right, right. D.C. has been blue forever. Right. But we don't. When we have a senator, we don't have voting power. He can't vote. Interesting. Yeah. That's- that's interesting. Yeah, DC is the only city in America that gets that has taxation without representation. Do you think the the electoral college makes sense, or do you think people should just be one person, one vote? Mm. That's tough because I, because I understand the reasoning behind the electoral college because they didn't want the biggest states to just dominate choices for everyone. Yeah. Right. Right. But I think that's just antiquated now, man. Yeah, for, for just for president, I don't even think it should go by state. It should just be straight up popular vote for the mm. whole country. Maybe. Yeah, like when Hillary won the popular vote, but Trump won the electoral college, a lot of people are like, well, that's some bullshit. Yeah, but were, that's you, some but were you only saying that because it was not to your benefit? No. You know, no, I, I wasn't like, a Hillary fan. No, like, but I'm, I thought about it, and I was like, "That is some bullshit." Like, if you win more, pe- more people want you, and we're all together. Like, what is this funky electoral college bullshit about? And I get the what you just explained; it makes sense. But still, part of me is like, 
the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Get this. Like, if you, how much did she win by? I think Hillary won by a lot. By a whole lot. Yeah. Like, what is uh, what was the margin of her victory in the overall votes? I think her overall votes were way higher. Than yeah, this. but see, the other side of that though is too is like, but if 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 we go to only popular vote, that means the small states basically don't count. What do you think it would have been like if she won? Um, I think it would have been more of the same from Obama, but maybe a little more corporate. Mm. You know, there definitely have been less ladies with sock hats screaming in the streets. <laughs> um, what is the number? Um, three million. Wow, almost three million. She she beat him by almost three million votes in the popular vote. See, but he won most of the states. Yeah, three hundred four to two twenty seven in yeah. electoral college. That's kind of crazy. Isn't that kind of crazy? It's wild. It is kind of crazy. It's it's just weird. But at the same time, though, the bigger states have the most votes. California's fifty five. That's nuts. That is nuts. California's so dangerous. <laughs> well, it's the big it's the biggest state by population. So so how many electoral votes you get is based on population. Yes. So it's like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think But we, even in that state, there's a lot of people outside of Los Angeles and outside of San Francisco that are red. Right. Like you if you drive up through Fresno, drive up that area, it's all farmers and shit like that. It's a very rural part of California that people forget about. I think the thing we really need to change is we need a we need we need to like a parliamentary system so that it's not just two parties. You know, that that's that's a good idea and also we need to be able to take corporate money out. That's the craziest stat about California. Only five countries have a bigger GDP than California. Including America. Including yeah. the one it's in. Wow. So we're above France, India, Italy, and Brazil in California. United Kingdom is just slightly more GDP than California. That's insane. Well, there's so many people there, man. Yeah. It makes sense. It's just like, what are they doing to that state? What are they doing? Between the homelessness and the smash and grabs and the fucking defunding the police and the not arresting people for shoplifting and like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Are you guys trying to ruin that state? It's Burning Man. <laughs> the state slowly turning into Burning Man. It's way worse than Burning Man. Yeah. It's Mad Max. You know, when I, I just I visited there recently, and, and um, you know, it is certain stuff that I miss. You know, because there's a certain feeling and nostalgia about LA. You know, yeah, sure. When you get there, and you're like, yeah, this is LA. And then after a food, it was like visiting family. It's like after a few days, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I remember why I left. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff about L.A. Oh, man, yeah. But it's just not the same L.A. The way I describe it, it's like you had an ex-girlfriend. She used to be really cool. And then you meet her a few years later, and she's on meth, and she works for the cartel. <laughs> like, what happened? Right. What are you doing? She's got scars from stuff and coping her titties. fucked up. You're like, yeah, well, yeah. take care. <laughs> it's just... Uh, We've all been there. It's been, you know, it's been ravaged. The city's been ravaged. Yeah. You know, it's just a different place now. It's a different place. And I don't know what the fuck is ever going to turn that around other than some radical shifts in the way they run the government and then a massive uptick in doing something to mitigate crime. You got to do something in the community but with they, police. They, they really have to go over how they're spending their money. Yeah, you that know? too. Like, what? how come you guys haven't done jack shit about this homeless problem? Like, where's that money going? Because, that's, because there's big business in it. Yeah. 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 
That's exactly what it is. Yeah. When I discovered when I when I was homeless and I was living in that shelter and I discovered that because something something occurred to me I because I, there's a certain amount of money they get just from the VA. Right. So these these because it was a veterans homeless shelter they get they get a grant from the VA but they also get money from the state money from the county and money from the city. And when I found out how much all that money was, and the only reason I looked into it was because the food was shitty. The food was fucking terrible. And, and, and I'm like, wait a minute, how much money are these motherfuckers getting? I did all the math, and I, and I just estimated all their salaries, like overproposing. And when it was all left over, it was like millions of dollars left over. And, and it, so and it's like, You did this math? Yeah, I did this math. Because I was like, <laughs> we don't, because we weren't, it was a point where we didn't, we weren't having, we didn't have, uh, you know, proper cleaning supplies. We were out of, running out of toilet paper. The food was like the bottom of the barrel, just gross bullshit. And it just didn't add up. And then, and then, um, you know, I was told, well, you don't understand the inner workings of nonprofits and all this other bullshit. And then right after that, the guy running the place relapsed. Like he came to work fucked up. He, he, he took, he took the meth that he that he caught somebody else with, oh. like because they would every now and then they would like sweep through the rooms and like check for drugs and shit like that. And they, oh. you know, when they caught you, they would kick you out and take your drugs. And he was just and it was just his drug. And he was sitting there like mm. he came to work the next day. I'm talking about gone, Joe. Whoa, like a completely different person. He one slip up, and, like he was up all night on that meth and tried to come to work like it wasn't shit. And we was all looking at him like motherfucker, you, <laughs> like you are definitely not you. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And then, so but and when that happened, then all of a sudden the CEO of the nonprofit or the CFO came by, you know, pulled up in a Phantom or a Bentley or something crazy. And then all everything started changing. The food got more gourmet. You know, all of a sudden they got everybody new beds like fucking memory foam mattresses in a homeless shelter. Because it was like they didn't want it to get looked into any further. Mm. So they knew when people came around to ask us questions, they ain't want us complaining about shit. So, so just, there's probably no oversight. Bro, there's no oversight. There's so much money. And when you look up that company, they, they'll tell you, because every, every nonprofit has to do earnings report, but there's no penalty for the numbers not adding up. So you so you can look up how much money they brought in and how much money was unaccounted for. And they don't shut them down for that. It's just reported. So, you know, th- these and these guys millions and millions of dollars is always unaccounted for. You know? It's all nonprofit does not mean they're not making money. Well, look what the Black Lives Matter ladies did. They went and bought houses. Really? Wait, a minute, what yeah. do you mean Black Lives Matter ladies? You don't know about that? No. Yeah, they, they there was a, a bunch of houses that one of the ladies bought for millions of dollars. But you got look, you got to watch out for people that are catering to you. Like you belong to a certain group. You know, like outside of every fucking uh, every, every outside of every uh, military base, secret six million dollar home has allies and critics skeptical of BLM's foundation finances. So uh, a group of Black Lives Matter leaders are facing facing questions about a purchase of a $6 million home in Southern California. It was bought with donations made to the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Uh, The transaction is raising questions about how the social justice organization is using donations. There's a a bunch of investigations into that. Oh, that's also that's NPR, too. That's not even like a... Yeah, it's not like some conspiracy theory website mm. yeah it's yeah, real yeah. i told you I, look outside every base there's a there's a, there's a car dealerships and all kind of shit that's like 
for veterans only, you know, owned by veterans. They're just there to fuck you over. Mm. You know, anybody that's like, oh, yeah, you, I'm here just for you. You got to be skeptical of them. Mm. Yeah, you know how we do. Everybody's like, okay. Right. Let me see what you. Let me see what you're going on. When you opening that school, I'm gonna give you a hundred dollars a year for ten years. Yeah, and if you got a loan and you got very little credit, they just jack up your interest rate, and you and you sign off on it because you really want that car. Oh yeah, I'm. Um, I think I'm about to make that mistake. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're making money, man. You should be spending it. Have fun. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. You need something comfortable that feels good when you get in it. Also, I think the, the, the planet the planet's in It's like I'm not going to act like there's going to be <laughs> shit here in 50 years. Like, Yeah, we're in a time of great change, like legitimately. When we, I think it's hard to see because we're in the middle of the storm. But I think if we could look back on it historically, I think they're going to look back on this time. And think, wow, everything within a few decades changed so oh, yeah. radically. A lot of people are going to die. Every time there's a major change, a lot of people die. And then, and then the world's different. Yeah, maybe. This is a different kind of change because it's a t- change of technology, which theoretically at least would mean a, uh, an improvement in medical technology what, 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 to stop cha- people from When dying. you say change in technology, what are you talking about? The, the overall shift of technology over the last 20 years with the in- oh, okay. introduction of the internet and personal computers, the fact that everyone's carrying around a connection to the internet constantly, oh, that, no. that shift, I think, when the historians look back on the human race, I think it's going to be like a giant explosion. Like you have this, this graph that's like, you know, at a 15 degree curve and then boom. It just mm-hmm. goes straight up to artificial intelligence and yeah. fucking robot well, you, overlords. You know what the next new, the be, the next big shift is going to be um, when when it's implanted. Yeah. When you're when you're literally always connected to the internet. Yeah. 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 yeah it'll start off with something you wear probably. Yeah. But the the really good one, you have to have the operation. Like, I mean, people be like, "You got the operation? No, I'm still the wearable's pretty yeah. good." Like, listen, bro. Like the the like the iPhone 30 is going to be yeah. in your fucking skull. Yeah, they keep, I mean, everything keeps, you have a new, Meta has a new uh, VR headset that's coming out soon. They have a three, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Isn't there, have that been announced? Yeah. Like, Dude, they, they keep getting better at these fucking they're things. They're amazing. They're getting better and better and better and better. Have you put one on before? Yeah. Like, I talked I talked Burden to getting one. He was, he was blown away. They're dope. Matt Sarah was on the podcast, and he says he brings it on the road with him, and he plays like first-person shooters in his hotel room, and he's like screaming in his hotel room. We uh, the reason I stopped bringing it on the road is because they just the battery don't last that long, mm. and I and I don't. It's a, just another thing I have to remember to charge. Right. But you know that's gonna that's gonna get better and better. Yeah. 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 I mean, eventually it'll uh, be glasses. I don't know why they haven't done this already, <clears throat> but there, there, it should be a separate pack that. Does, has, does all the computing that isn't in the headset that you're wearing on your head, so it's not so heavy. Yeah, well, the Apple one apparently is doing that. Yeah. The Apple one at least has an external battery. But, but the Apple one has a cable, though. I'm talking yeah. about, because now they're at the point where... What does the Apple one look like? Can you pull it up? And the, the Apple one has a cable that goes to the back, and then that cable is connected to... What is she wearing? What is, what's going on in her back? They won't really show it they to They haven't you. shown a lot. There is a battery pack that's different than the phone's battery pack. It also could be it's probably connected to their computer. Oh, no. Well, that, that'll let you get different actions. So, like, the, right. the battery pack is only two hours, supposedly. Mm. So, when you're plugged into the computer, you're probably getting... Uh, 
It's probably well, updated bat or a power so battery. No, it's probably this, infinite. This is iPhone one. Okay, that's Correct. what this is. Yeah, this supposedly isn't even going to be available for everybody to buy. I mean, really? you'll be able to buy it. I don't mean it in that way, but it's going to be so expensive. I think it's thirty five hundred bucks, and they're not going to make you know millions of them. Hey man, I bet they're going to sell out quick. They probably will, and then they're going to make another you one. You know what? I'm the type of motherfucker that'll pay thirty five hundred though. If you're going to watch movies on that thing, I bet it's insane. I bet that's insane. The, the Imagine you're watching a movie like this. Like you're watching like Vikings or some shit. You're watching people hack each other apart like the Northmen. Oh, yeah. And you're watching that. And, on, and it's just in front of you. And that close to your eye. Yeah. You know, that could give you the equivalent of, you know, very much higher resolution. Yeah, higher resolution. And I bet the intensity of the scenes is like overwhelming because yeah. you don't even see your body. Yeah, you're just like and in from, the and from scene. what I hear, that what Apple's done better than everyone else is uh, the eye tracking stuff is crazy. Like you can tell where yeah. you're looking, and you can just do stuff from looking at it. They know where they know where your eyes are in the. Yeah, Marquez Brownlee described that as magic. He said it's so cool and works so good, it's like magical. Well, you know they've had that technology for a while with Blackhawk helicopters. Oh wow! They have this technology where they put this headset on. Peter Berg was explaining it to us. You put a headset on, the headset syncs up with the controls. And where you look, that's where you shoot. So that's where the crosshairs go. So you like you look at an object on the ground, you're like you're looking through your eyes. And that's where the crosshairs go. The crosshairs know exactly what you're looking at. I can't wait. I'm gonna sign up. How wild. I will be the third person with that has the surgery. <laughs> I'm not gonna be the first one, but I'll be the third one. I'll I will uh, talk to you for six months and then I'll consider it. Yeah, I, I know. How you feeling today, Brian? One of those days. How <laughs> right, you doing, brother? Right. What's going on? You all right? Dude, I, I get so hype about technology. Oh man. Well, it's um you know, it's fascinating stuff. It's I mean, like when, it when that guy walked is. in the green room yesterday and I was like, Oh shit, are those the B and O's? And he was like, I don't know what that is. I was so disappointed. Yeah, he has no idea what kind of headphones he's carrying. Yeah. It's, you know, it's almost like it's almost like Seeing somebody buy like a, like a like have like a classic Mustang and they just it's just a commuter car for them they don't know anything about it right they never open it up oh my dad gave it to me it's a car oh right it's like oh you motherfucker you don't know what that could do it's a '68 Mustang yeah yeah I just I get that way but you got to be committed to drive one of those every day yeah you got to be really committed yeah they they are not reliable. No. <laughs> That's a fit fucking 54, 53-year-old car. Well, none of those cars 55-year-old car. Yeah, none of them none of those muscle cars from back then are really reliable. No. You know. Not now. Especially not now. Yeah. But even back then they weren't that reliable. I'm looking at some sensible cars right now. Sensible. I don't like it. You don't like sensible? No, 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 Brian. We've had this discussion. No, no. I'm you, not interested in what, sensible. What not, but you're actually, you know what's crazy? I actually, I hate that. I don't want to get these motherfuckers' attention. But um, but the, the hybrid joints now are like, they have they have real high horsepower. Like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Crazy. That you can get, um, like, I, was, I, t- uh, I test drove a Volvo Recharge the other day. Mm. The S60 and S90 That's Recharge. a hybrid? It's a hybrid. Well, all, well, the thing is now all their cars are semi-hybrid at least, so they all have an electric motor of some kind. Mm. But the fully the plug-in hybrid, yeah, the the S6 had like 455 horsepower. Whoa, yeah, and and it's a four-cylinder engine. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a it's a four-cylinder inline. Oh, that looks dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should get one of those. 
Why don't yeah. you get one of those? I'm really thinking about getting one. Let me one. see that thing. I'm thinking about getting one right now. That's dope. That's the last one I test drove. That looks beautiful. And Volvos have like a great safety record, right? That looks very good. That's a very good looking yeah, car. Yeah, but look at the stats. So, a lot of those Volvos, can you see? show me some more pictures? A lot of those Volvos, to me, they're always like a little, I think if you can, there's a little thing on that you can click. Well, they're, yeah. they're very simple. Yeah, well, I used to think they were kind of dull, but this is not dull. This is a very good looking car. No, it's a, it's a, it's definitely an old man brand. That's a good. But I'm an old man. Yeah, but what does that mean? I would b- buy one of those if I was 20. That's a dope car. Oh yeah, it's... that's a dope luxury car. It just means young people don't think it's cool. That's a Swedish See, company, look, four, right? 455 horsepower. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot. It's a lot for. I mean, it's not a lot for cars of today. Yeah, my, my my Tesla has 1100. Oh yeah, let's see that. Because because <laughs> re, re, my, my boy was just talking to me about this. But remember when? Remember when like two hundred and fifty horsepower was crazy? That yeah. wasn't that long ago. Not that long. Like ago. like late nineties, it was like two hundred fifty horsepower. You crazy? Yeah. Now six hundred, seven hundred thousand. Yeah. I have a nineteen ninety three Porsche. It's a RS America, so it was like the little hot rod, uh, stripped down version of the nine eleven. It has no air conditioning, no radio, no power steering. It's less than three thousand pounds, and from the factory, it's mine's a little juiced up. I had it worked on, but it's only three hundred horsepower now. And from wow. the factory, I think it was like, I want to say it was like two seventy. But you know what else I loved about that Volvo when I test drove it? Because I was thinking about that one. It's a it's a it's a Mercedes I was looking at. But I remember you telling me the button, like just having having certain things just be buttons instead of yeah on the touch screen. Yeah, fuck that. Touch it's like you, I got it because for me it's like the volume has to be a button. Yeah, the you know changing the drive mode that's got to be a button. Yeah, like certain stuff, things that you need to happen instantly yeah. that should be a button. Yeah, yeah. I don't want the I, I don't need to go into the menus yeah. to turn up you know. And so that that's kind of it's not as flashy as like a Mercedes or or an Audi. God, I like it's that. undercover. Like Audis that. are Audis nice. Are, Have you seen the Audi Electric one? I saw oh, one of those man. the other day. Pull that up. That Audi Electric yeah. one is fucking dope. I'm, I'm looking at it. It's yeah. that's a dope car. Audi makes a fantastic car. Yeah, the, I, great I mean, handling. The, yeah, the, the drive you like the driving experience in the Audi is just it's always great. Yeah, they're like like BMWs. All their cars are fucking awesome. Yeah. What is it called? What's their electric, uh, their electric cool? Yes, I was. I was looking that's at that's it. I was looking E-tron. at E-tron too. Yeah, E-tron, look at that yeah. thing, man. That's badass. Yeah, that's a. Do- and when you see one in real life, you're like, oh. But it's starting a at hundred. It's starting at hundred k. I ain't got that on me. It's only five hundred twenty-three horsepower. Interesting. With boost engaged. Interesting. So they probably have maybe it has a longer range or it's lighter yeah. or something like or that. You look What's at what, the range? Look at one of the um, the Mercedes like AMG. Two hundred seventy. Well, two hundred forty nine miles. That's that's low. That's lower than the Tesla. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think you get the you get the most out of the the electric combined with the gas. Well, you know who made a great version of that? They stopped making it sadly. Is the Acura the NSX? Oh, really? The last one was a hybrid. It was a hybrid turbocharged engine, and um, I think it might have had electric engines on front and rear wheels. See, you know, you know, um, Volvo used to do that. They took out the supercharger because it was just, it was creating more problems. You know, it just needed to be, it would break more often. It was just one added thing in the chain that could break. There it is. That's the farewell to the NSX that, for whatever reason, did not sell that good, and I don't know why because it's amazing. Although I never owned one, 
but I did own the old ones. It only sold 2,548 globally. Damn. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, cars are getting faster. But it, and faster. I think it's also like the unfortunately that brand Acura it's not associated with the kind of cars that people want to buy. That's a dope looking car though, man. Look at that thing. It's just not associated anymore with cars that like young people who buy those kind of cars want to drive. Yeah. And and not just that, but it's like cuz that's that's kind of the problem I was running into with, with, with the Volvo thing was like that's a cool car, but for the same amount of money or for a little bit more money, you can get a Mercedes. You can get a Porsche. You can get a you can get right. So it's right. like yeah, it's that's like, the problem. Is a like, status it's like, thing. Like, well, yeah, why well, am I buy a seventy thousand dollar Acura or a hundred thousand right. dollar Acura when I can go get a hundred thousand dollar Benz or a hundred thousand dollar BMW? I had a watch on once, and this dude looked at it. He goes, "That's a dope watch." What is it? I go, "It's a Seiko." He's like, "Oh, like oh, oh." He doesn't know nothing about it. Well, no. just because it's a Seiko, because it's a Seiko instead of like a Rolex or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Seiko makes regular. People watches. are real brainwashing that way. Yeah, where it's like once they find out, like they'll be like, "Those, those shoes are fucking ugly." And I go, well, "Oh, but these are, uh, you know, these are Gucci." And they go, "Oh, okay." Yeah, now they like. It's them. like now you like them, right? Yeah, that's weird, man. Yeah, yeah. People get brainwashed, and the, the accurate thing is one of them. But the old NSX sold real well. Yeah. That, the old NSX, the first one that came out, I think that only had 250 horsepower I or two, maybe 270. I care about how I feel in the car really more than anything. Yeah. Because once, once like, to me, it's like now, it's like once you pass 300 horsepower, you know, you you, <laughs> you don't need, that's all for you. That's all extra. Yeah, it's all extra. I, yeah. T t three, about 300 is enough where you can pass most people on the highway. Yeah. And that's all you need. I, everything after that is just funsies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're just driving around, why do you why why are you going that fast? Unless you want to merge on the highway, that's one thing about the Tesla. When you have to merge on the highway, it's like yeah. Well, especially out here because the the highway is all fucking weirdly designed. Very weird. Where the fuck? Where the there's like very little space between the on ramp and the off ramp, so you yeah. got to get on and merge like immediately. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's probably I think it's one of the most dangerous highway systems in the country. It's goofy. Yeah. It, it was made for, like, when top speeds was, you know, 40 miles an hour. Like, horse and buggies or some shit. I don't know. It's not It's not well designed. No. I, I, I think it definitely was not designed for this many people either. Yeah. I think they just never anticipated and the kind of growth. Austin's real slow to do what makes sense. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember when I first got here, it was like, and I was so pissed because the wintertime fucked everything up. And I was like, how y'all not ready for the winter? It snows two years in a row, and you guys still don't have any snow plows. Yeah, well, they were like, "Oh, we, we it doesn't usually get cold out here." Like, yeah, you know what? America doesn't usually get attacked, but <laughs> after nine eleven, we did something. You know what I mean? Right. You can't. You can't. If you had a nine eleven in two thousand two and two thousand three, you'd be like, set some shit up. Right. They, they, they haven't made any changes. Three winters in a row. Fucked up out here. They haven't changed. Nothing. And this winter, they're saying it's going to be bad again. Oh, it's going to be real bad. How do they no, know? It? You know it because it's so hot. I think it's like the same way they knew it was going to be a really hot summer. Yeah. Right. Well, obviously climate change, but on top of that, the way the the way the weather was before that, something happened where we had like a a heat dome over this area, and so we didn't have a really really wet spring like we normally do, and so there was no moisture left to cool it off during the summer. So it was like extra, extra hot. Mm, dry hot. Yeah, and so I don't know shit about weather, but I think that's how they can predict that 
the winter is going to be even worse. Unseasonably cold and stormy winter as El Nino, a climate phenomenon that also often brings wetter, cooler weather to Texas, rolls in. After a hot, hot summer, Austinites are ready for a cool down. Yeah. yeah Until the fucking roads freeze over and there's no plows. But the problem with that, though, is El Nino was supposed to be a cooler summer, too. But we didn't have that because of the heat dome. Mm, the heat dome. I think these motherfuckers trying to predict weather, I think they all wrong from now on. We were having a conversation last night. And I said this, if the government could affect the weather, if they really had technology that could affect the weather, would they? Yeah, they would. They, and they do. They, they, well, they we, do? well, they're not even hiding the cloud seeding because they can do that. They can. Right. Because they, 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 they do that, that in um, Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah. Or Saudi Arabia. They like make it rain. Abu Dhabi, they make it rain once a, once a week. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so baller. Yeah, of course they can. Of course they can. <laughs> That's so baller. It never rains here. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yeah. It rains once a week. <laughs> like every week. Yeah, it rains every Friday at 12 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, but that's always been around. Cloud seeding has been a thing. But you're saying like if they could cause earthquakes, if they could make a thunderstorm, if they could. Right, right, yeah, I'm right, sure they, I'm right. sure they would. They definitely would. Yeah. yeah, if like if they could do something along those lines. Do you know the, the wacky conspiracy theory? And this is wacky about uh, the South Pole. The South Pole is some sort of a direct energy weapon weapon. That there's like some station down there that they've uh, pretended is just for receiving, but it's actually for transmitting. I have no idea if any of this is nonsense. It's just fun. It's fun when people talk crazy. But this guy was on the Sean Ryan show, and uh, he is a, air quotes, whistleblower. And he's explaining how he went down there and he read the operating manual for this device, and that this device caused the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand, and I was like, what? Nah. Like, what is this? So it's, it's so hard to know. If you're just a comic in Austin, <laughs> how the fuck right. do I know what's going down on the North, South Pole? I mean, like I said, I, whenever, whenever somebody's saying some wild shit to me, I need I start asking them, what other shit do you believe so I right. can know how believable you are? Because mm-hmm. if you believe, because you might be one of those people that just believes bullshit easily. Hey, what he says? Give us, give us some volume. every single door in the facility. I had complete access to every compartment they manufactured. What are you blowing the whistle on? That there are technologies at the South Pole Station that people can't even consider that exist on this planet. Directed energy weapon systems is something that people need to get into their vocabulary fast. The Ice Cube Neutrino Detector is not simply a passive listening device as presented for the science that they're claiming it to do. It also has the capacity to transmit. There are embedded in the ice what are called digital optical modules, DOMs. They're about the size of a basketball. The array embedded in the ice is one kilometer by one kilometer by one kilometer. It is the world's largest telescope. And now because we have proven that it can transmit, it's the world's largest directed energy weapons system. It is responsible for the earthquakes in Christchurch, New Zealand. I physically... Okay, when he says one kilometer by one kilometer by one kilometer, does he mean it's one kilometer high, it's yeah. one kilometer long, and one kilometer wide? I think down. Yeah. A whole kilometer into yeah. the ground. Yeah, he could have just said a cubed kilometer. Well, it can. It kind of, I mean, it's more impressive, I guess, just to think about it goes a kilometer into the ground. 
that he's a former firefighter contractor. For Raytheon, exposed the company's alleged ability to create earthquakes worldwide, linking to hidden directed energy weapon systems at South Pole Station. So what is yeah, this? this how, is, would he, uh, how would being a fi- how would a firefighter contractor have access to that? I don't know how any of this is real. I have no idea. I don't know what his job was. Yeah. What's his name? Eric Hecker? Yeah, I was trying to look him up. I don't know, man. He had some nice patches on his jacket, though. Looked official. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you full of shit until I see some proof. You, you know, because you or, know, extraordinary claims like require. require extraordinary evidence. It's like yeah. you saying some wild shit. You got to at least show me something. Yes, good point. Yeah, you was because you were a firefighter contractor. I don't feel like you would have the keys to the secret death ray. You know. Well, well, but I think what he was saying was that he was reading the documents of the owner's manual. And that's when he realized that it's capable of transmitting. I believe he says that in the show. Yeah, but how would he? But how would how, again? How would a firefighter have access to manuals and shit? I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy. They and, and why he's still alive? This is what the thing he's talking about is when I Google it. Antarctic muon and neutrino detector array is what it's called. And it goes. Let me see what it looks no, like. Look, the neutrino d- detector is real. Right. But that's so not, that's but the, the, but the, the facility no. on top of it, and oh, whoa! Look what happens under the ground. Yeah, holy shit! Well, but, but the reason it has to be so deep under the ground is 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 so it's protected from, uh, so it's protected from like solar, from like extra shit. So, so they know when it, when it gets hit that it was a neutrino. Ah, uh, you know, right? So it's 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 real. Like a lot of the stuff he said was real. But here's the thing: we also know, Joe. Is that the best place to hide the lies between two truths? The best bullshit is be they say a lot of true shit and they yes. and they sneak the bullshit in there. Right. It's like, oh yeah, the neutrino detector is this and this, this and this, that. Yeah. And did you know it can make your it can make you gay? <laughs> Antarctic muon and neutrino detector array. The shield provided by looking for only upward going neutrinos that must have passed through Earth. Something no other known particle can do. Oh wow. So it's through Earth, right? Neutrinos, neutrinos don't interact with matter almost at all. So that so that neutrino detector is way, 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 way down, and they're waiting to see like sparks of light, so they know that was a neutrino. Wow. Um, but if it's but if they put it on if they put it on the surface, I think they can't tell the difference between one that came because they're pouring out of the sun. Right. So they're looking for ones that that have passed through the Earth that have come from other places. Wow. So they know they know for sure. So every now and then, it's it's so unlikely that one will interact with matter that like it doesn't happen that often, you know. Isn't it crazy that they spent that much money to build that thing to find that out? Yeah. So so and and also so that's the other thing. The thing this guy is saying, I I don't even understand how that would work. How could it be both things, right? How could it be a detector and also a transmitter? Yeah, because I think it's just a pool full of some special kind of water. Some special kind of liquid hmm. that you know that it's a, it's enough where and it makes a neutrino more likely to fucking hit a nucleus or something. But hmm. so I don't understand how that could how that's gathering power that it can transmit. I don't you know I don't I don't know. It, the thing about people like that, and I'm not saying this guy's not telling the truth, but I'm saying when I see stories about like someone talking about like some alien base that's underground and there's right. these aliens down there and one of them shot at me with a laser beam. If you were hiding some shit, like one of the best ways to make it seem ridiculous that you're hiding some shit 
is get some guy who's out of his fucking mind to go tell some wacky ass story. Oh yeah. Fill oh. him full of lies. Tell him, yeah, you know, we started the earthquake in Christchurch, New Zealand. It was started with this thing, and then and then you tell him, yeah, it's actually a transmitter, and then you have the guy go tell. And now everybody's like, oh, if that's kooky. The idea of doing yeah. that is kooky. Directed energy weapon is kooky. When meanwhile, it wasn't even that. They got a real one somewhere. So now they've discredited the whole idea of directed energy weapons. Oh, yeah. And they got some shit out in the desert in Nevada that's real. The government loves conspiracy. I mean, why wouldn't they? If I was, if I was running some top secret program, like a directed energy weapon, I would have someone give them bad information give them fake stories and then have them go expose it yeah. like have someone who's like most likely to blab and then have that person give them this knucklehead story and then he goes out and says it and then everybody researches it you just tell roseanne you just tell Ro ah! you just, just tell roseanne of the secret man. tell her right before she goes on stage <laughs> yeah. there's a direct energy weapon <laughs> yeah it's um you know it's one of those Things, man. It's like I, I don't I have no fucking idea what they're capable of doing. See that right there? That's the red flag to me. That's the bio a, on this website. This is a little red flaggy. A self-educated research investigator. Fuck out of there. That's worse than homeschooling. <laughs> <laughs> that takes from his many odd life experiences and connects with others. Eric was raised on Long Island. Okay. Yep. Part of part of the Stargate project run by the CIA and the DIA. As a child. What? His childhood included being part of the Stargate project run by the CIA DIA. Later on, he experiences in the submarine service. Following that, he became a plumber for some of the wealthiest people in the world back on Long Island. What? <laughs> That's a weird turn of events. Oh, in 2010, man. Eric took a contract to work at the South Pole Station for a year. Oh, so he took it. He went from being a, an amazing plumber. Uh, to being a firefighter in, in the South Pole. That's what he's saying? Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, it. always the avid researcher. It was not until Eric began working remotely throughout the state of Alaska that he started making connections that his own life may not have been what he thought it was. Now he's trying to help others see that things may not be as we were told. Three exclamation points. Yeah, hmm. see, this is see, this is the thing, man. That feels a little red flaggy, does it? Yeah, that feels real weird. And then buy. I mean, what the fuck? Oh is yeah, it? you can donate, support on Patreon, and what shop his CBD products. <laughs> yeah, what is a self-educated research? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe, but it's like, would you trust a self-educated doctor? But. If I wanted to obscure the truth, I would tell I would tell everything to a wacky dude. Yeah, man. See, that's what that's what's going to kill us. It's the death of truth. We yeah. can't we can't tell what's true. Look, maybe that guy's honest. Maybe he's telling the absolute truth, and maybe it's so crazy that we think that he's a loon because the story sounds impossible. The story sounds impossible that they would hide some sort of a directed energy weapon in some beautiful project to try to detect neutrinos. Right, you would think that that would be a really good way. Yeah, but but at the same time, like, why, could they both? Could they do both things? We're why, too stupid. To, why we would don't you know. try? To, why would you have to hide anything in the South Pole? I mean, ain't nobody going down Nobody's there. Nobody's looking because that's a good place to do it. If all you have to do is just be deep into the Earth, what better place to do it than the place where absolutely no one's going to visit? They you? couldn't even cover up the sexual harassment down there you in know? the South Pole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about that. They, they, you, because you out, you out in the middle of nowhere. Like you right. go out, you go out there, you out there. 
Yeah. Like it's not. It ain't like you could just hop home real quick. So it's like, no. yeah, people fucking people getting fucked out there. I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you're stuck out there, <laughs> yeah. you also like have a real concern of dying. Like if something breaks down, <laughs> yeah, you can't get away. You can't get anywhere. No. You got to wait for someone to come rescue you. And whoever's in charge of the food, you got to fuck them. <sighs> Bro, living out there must be weird. It's only scientists. No, no, no other humans so live in the South Pole. Weird. Yeah. That must be so weird, just to be oh. in a place where you know you can't survive if you stay outside yeah, too like, long. Um, not even you—you uh, you can't go outside at all. Like I think if, if you're if you're out there, like if you do go out there without if you step out there without protection on, if you just step out there during certain times, I think that's going. It's the burns will be, it'll permanently burn you. Really? Yeah, yeah. At the coldest times in the South Pole, you can't just you got you have to be suited up to go outside. You can't just you can't breathe the air. I don't think so. Whoa. No. How cold does it get? Well, let's look it up. Yeah, I don't, and let's I don't, I don't up. know. If, I don't think it's the coldest place on Earth. But I'll it's say, not? I don't think so. Let me what see. is? Uh, well, let's look it up. What's the coldest place on Earth? It's probably Siberia. Oh, East Antarctica Plateau. What is it? It gets negative 98, de- oh, negative 144 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, you breathe one of those breaths in, that's going to fuck your whole shit up. But wait a minute. How is that true? Because I've done the um, cryo chamber. The cryo chamber is uh, minus two fifty. Yeah, but that water's not touching your skin, right? No, it's not touching you. It's uh, air. It's air. Yeah, I have no idea how you do that. But maybe, but but you know what? Maybe this because there's no moisture in it. I don't know. Mm. Right. I, yeah, I have no idea. Right. How is that not behind. freezing the fuck out of your mouth? You do wear a mask though. So is the you eight, wear a surgical mask when you go in there. The East Antarctica Plateau is the coldest place on Earth with temperatures as low as 140, negative 144 degrees Fahrenheit. It's located in Antarctica. Humans can't inhale air that cold for more than a few breaths. It would cause our lungs to hemorrhage. Russian scientists ducking out to check on the weather station would wear masks that warm the air before they breathed it in. Yeah, yeah, you're going to die. So how how are you able to do that in those mask? cryo chambers? Don't you wear a mask in a cryo chamber? Yeah. There, there you go. But you don't have to. Oh. Mm. Maybe it's that limited amount of time. Maybe, well, I don't know. No, let me look at Maybe it. you do have to. Maybe how, I'm wrong. How come you don't freeze to death in a cryo chamber? There's two different kinds, too. There's ones that uh, go below the neck, and they're filled with, like, gas. It's like it looks cloudy. And then there's a kind where they just cool the air. And you walk in, and there's like a thermometer. It's brutally cold, but it's um, it's way more doable than the uh, ice bath. Cold plunges are way harder to do. Yeah, it's it's too. I I don't understand this. <laughs> I don't understand the answer that it gave me. Mm. So, what what is the answer? Because you're doing it with the mask on. Yeah. He was trying to say that like the spe- the speed, it has to it just happen really fast. But how would that little mask protect you from hemorrhaging? Would that really re- work? That's crazy. I, I am not Just breathing cold air with that little bitch ass mask is going to protect you? Yeah, I don't think so. Because you say you don't. It's, yeah, it's optional, right? I think so. I think some people didn't wear the mask. I might be wrong though. I might be wrong. I know. Uh, I always wore gloves. And you always wore like heavy yeah. socks. Even for the Antarctica thing, it says you can use a snorkel or breathe through your jacket. That's enough to warm the air. Interesting. So it just has huh. to be warmed a little bit, and that's enough to warm it enough, probably. Okay. Hmm. 
Yeah, because I think you you can't you can't afford for the moisture in your lungs to freeze. You know, right? Or boil. Or boil. Like that's how you die in space when the pressure when the pressure is so low that the boil the boiling point drops low, so all the moisture in your body would just boil. Really? Yeah. Like if you if your helmet came off in space, you would die from. That's how you would die. You would. You boil. You boil and and like bloat up. Because Isn't that crazy? Because in movies you always freeze. They're always like, and you see that like their face turns blue. Oh freeze. yeah. See, I think. Well, listen. I think there's debate about. I think if you if you ask any if you ask the astrophysicists how you would die in space, they would all give you a slightly different answer. But that's the one I'm going with. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. The, the, your, your, the first thing that would happen to you is that, I mean, you might, your body might freeze up after that, but the first thing that would happen is that the liquids in your, your eyeballs, your mouth, your lungs, all that would boil off. Jesus. I know that's a, I know that's a fact. So that, I don't know what happens to the rest of you. That's what's super bizarre about even the concept of aliens. Because our body is designed to survive <laughs> our atmosphere, our gravity, you know, our, our temperature, like we're we're designed yeah. for a very narrow window. Our very specific mixture of air, yeah. like oxygen and nitrogen. Right. Fifteen seconds. You have fifteen seconds in a cosmic vacuum. Oxygen deprivation. Assuming you don't hold your breath during decomp- decompression, it will take about fifteen seconds for your O2 deprived blood to get to your brain. When this happens, you'll pass out and then you'll die. That's oxygen deprivation. Assuming that you don't hold your breath. Whoa. Cosmic vacuum. Oh, but, but click on that. Let's see what the other five ways are. Oh. Those six ways. Six ways you can die? <laughs> what does it say? So association is number five. Burning up in the atmosphere. Oh, well, that's, that's cool. obvious. Yeah. High energy photons. Yeah, cosmic, Ooh, cosmic rays. Freezing. Fortunately, heat doesn't transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ebulism. The motion in your body will start to evaporate. There it is. This is known as ebulism. It happens because the reduction of the pressure causes the boiling point of your bodily fluids to decrease. Brian Simpson dropping knowledge with one. no notes. With no notes. He just Explosive pulls that out. Explosive decompression. Oh, boy. <laughs> no air. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That's what happened. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Your shit ain't pressurized, but that's, that's going to kill everybody. As long as you don't try to hold your breath during this explosive decompression, you'll survive about 30 seconds before you oh. sustain any permanent injuries. Well, if you don't hold your breath, you got What if you seconds. hold your breath? How likely is it that you would survive? Bro, that's why the, the idea of like, the type of people they got to pick to be astronauts. You know what I mean? Look at this. If you hold your breath during decompression, the gas in your lungs will expand, expand due to the lack of ambient pressure. This expansion will eventually cause internal ruptures in your pulmonary tissue. Essentially, your lungs will kind of will explode, for lack of better description. As your lungs collapse, the gas they contain will be transformed into massive internal air bubbles. These bubbles will meander through your body. Sooner or later, they will find their way to your vital organs, such as your heart and your brain. Which may not actually. Oh my God! Mm. Oh, you yeah, fucks. I mean, but but all of these are like you got you got what ten to thirty seconds. Yeah, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead or you're dead. So imagine being an astronaut, like signing up to go somewhere where one mistake could kill you. Yeah. Yeah, and then imagine now imagine being like, and somebody else's mistake could kill you, right? Yeah. So now imagine being one of those astronauts that was out there when that one bitch, um, when she when she let the two the wrench float away. 
Like she, I think she was out there to maybe repair the Hubble or something like that, and she lo- just lost the whole oh, no. bag or two. <laughs> you don't really? remember this? I don't yeah. remember. You know what I'm talking about, Jamie, don't you? She lost it in space? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, <sighs> oh, right here. Is there anything they can do now? Fuck no. That's it? Wow. So that's the tool bag? And something just fell out of the tool bag? Oh, Jesus, she can't grab it. Oh, my God. Imagine just even thinking if you grab it, what if you fall? Oh, no. Yeah, that's not worth it. You got to let that shit go. Bro, fuck everything about what this poor lady's doing. Yeah, that gives me so much anxiety. And a, but yeah, man. Yeah, how to get, I just watched a video. How you, how you, if let's say that person was with that tool bag, how they'd get back because you can't. They don't have propulsion, you know. Right. You can't swim back because there's nothing to move against. Right. Your your only shot is to then use as much force as you can to throw that tool bag backwards and use that as propulsion forwards. Like, oh my God. <laughs> You yeah. have to throw something the other way. But it's like, oh my so god! Or imagine if like that's the key. That's the key thing for that whole mission. Like the whole reason we out here, <clears throat> and you just let that bitch float away. <sighs> well, imagine the the idea of keeping it in a bag. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not t- it's not tied on. to anything. It's not but, clipped on. But you know what? I'm sure I'm sure a NASA physicist could explain to you why they can't do that. Probably you know, it's probably a reason why they can't do that. Right. Or question. Or like no magnets or nothing. Right. Nothing. Not like a little fucking bungee cord. Because it looked like that bag. It looked when she opened it, everything was just floating. Yeah. I was like, damn, it's like that. That don't seem like an efficient. No, especially when you got those weird tips to your fingers. You're probably not good at grabbing shit. But they probably have backups. Just floats away. Oh. Yeah, but it looked like she. How did she? Why did she do that? Well, I think she touched it it to like set it down or something like that. I don't know. Don't anyway. you give me anxiety. Just seeing that lady on that machine all the way up there in space. And your reflexes to be like, no. Ooh. It's so spooky. But she's not the first one that's lost one, something, right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm Can't sure be. guys have lost shit. Have they lost people, though? Have we ever lost a person from, like, floating off? Oh, that's a good question. Because so. that's, that's one of those things where it's like, it like, as soon as you let go, you dead. You know what I mean? Like, you ain't get, it ain't, it ain't like the movies. It's like, as soon as you let go, you gone. Because there's no way, like he said, there's no way for you to, pro- I mean, maybe some real. Some Iron Man shit. Yeah, I think you, but you would, if for you to do that, you would have to lose air. You would have to risk right. losing air to propel yourself. What? There were three Russian cosmonauts that were lost in space. Ooh. Ooh. The first guy almost, the what was his name, Yuri Geller? He almost got lost in space? They just got, they drifted away? No, he, the first, the, the first man in space was the Russian guy. I think his name was, yeah. it was Yuri something. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and he, he had a rip in his suit or something like that. Oh, it depressurized on its way back. Okay, yeah. But he, he survived. I don't think he was ever the same after that, but he survived. Um, and the, they first sent the dog up. That dog died. Yeah, for sure. I forget the dog's name. Yuri Gagarin was the first guy. Yeah. Yo, Yuri Gagarin. Who did I say? Yuri Geller? Yeah, that, that's the, Yeah, Yuri Geller's the magician. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yuri Gagarin. Yeah, that's a bad motherfucker, but he definitely didn't come back the same. One orbit of Earth, April 12, 1961. Damn, back then. 
You know, gangster, you had to be back then to get one of those fucking rockets. Oh, man. A Russian made one? What did we do with the. <laughs> The bomb was dropped in 190. What was it? Three? Or sorry, the first plane was 1903. Bomb was like 40 years later, and then less than 20 to get to space. Yeah. Hey, um, what? Uh, I know the United States got a lot of uh, scientists from Operation Paperclip mm -hmm. from Nazi Germany, but how many did Russia get? A lot. The rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Did they? So is their Russian rocket program like this one with Yuri Gagarin? I think so. Yeah, we. That's the dirty secret I was about watching, space travel. Did you see the new Indiana Jones movie by any chance? No, I haven't seen it. There's a little bit of that Operation Paperclip in there. The main like bad Nazi guy was like helped in the story. He like helps. Wait, you haven't seen any Indiana Jones movies? No, I have. I just not the, the new newer one. one. Oh, the there's new a new. One. There's a new yeah, one. Dial of Destiny is what it was called. It it, came it, out yeah, it was like out of, like a month ago. Is it out, man? Yeah, it just I just watched it on uh, digital. Uh, did the did the Nazis have dueling yeah. scars? Not and well, did he? No, I don't think so. It's competing with so many good movies. This might be the best. This might be the best movie year ever. Really? Yeah, and it's crazy to happen during a strike joint, but it's like Operation Osoyvachim. Have you mm. they, they re-released Old Boy? Have you ever seen Old Boy, Joe? The original, the Korean one. Yes, I have. That, that, they just re-released it in theaters. Oh wow! Um, so this guy was a Soviet. It was a Soviet operation, uh, which more than two thousand five hundred former Nazi German specialists from companies and institutions relevant to military and economic policy in the Soviet Union. They came over just like they came over to America. That's the dirty secret about rocket travel. Like the Nazis had amazing engineers and scientists. And these guys were ahead yeah. in, in rocketry. And we scooped all their evil motherfuckers wonder, up. Why do you think that is? Why why do certain cultures have better engineering and all that? It's a very think? good question. Like, you know, it's the, like who gets the jump start on steel, right? You got to think that if you're in Germany, you know, unlike the United States, it's not an emerging country. It's been around for a long time. You know, yeah. um, they they have a long history of automobiles. You know, I mean, think about, like, Mercedes-Benz. What year was that developed? Audi. Well, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's whatever your culture takes pride in. Mm, if they take pride in engineering. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's the way, like, when you in Japan, how the train's never late. Mm-hmm. Like, never. Right. Yeah. The one time I remember, the one time it was late, like, the guy had to go on TV and apologize. Yeah, you, like, Japanese corporations, like, the way they run them, man, like, like they, these people are like very emotionally attached to the success and failure of their company, and they will work very, very hard to yeah. make sure that they don't dishonor their company. And they'll work you to death. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. yeah, and the the products they make are all awesome. But you know what? Over there, the 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 CEO, the like the CEO, the ratio of CEO pay to worker pay is it's like twenty times less than here. Really? Yeah, yeah. Over, over here, this our country. So is the, the workers get paid more. The workers get a bigger percentage of what the company makes. It's fair. Yeah, that seems fair to me. Yeah. The CEO. There's no CEOs over there that are, that are like I, I forget what the ratio is over here, but it's ridiculous. It's ours is the biggest for mm. sure. The biggest gap between the workers and the CEO. Well, the wildest thing that we do is we have stuff that we can buy cheaper. If we build it in places where they don't have any rules, <laughs> well, so we right. go to these places that don't have any rules, and we build all the shit and then sell it in America. 
Yeah, that it, is that is a really wild loophole. And here's the god here's the god honest truth. Like you know how uh, when you go to other countries, how they have like if you buy a pack of cigarettes, it'll have like somebody with with lung cancer or something on the front. Yeah, it's like if they started if they if they had to tell you before you bought something, right? Like all the horrific shit it was connected to, mm-hmm. you'd still buy it. Yep. You know they were like, "Hell, this new iPhone." Yeah. Well, two kids died in the factory that made this. You like. I need that camera, you know? Well, now for sure, because yeah. people are addicted. And also, there's not an ethical choice. They would have to show you a picture of them for you to feel something. If there was an ethical choice, like if you knew Samsung was making their phones in some factory in the United States where all the chips were made here and everybody was on union wages, they all got health care and benefits, they all lived a nice middle-class life, and the phone was more money. The phone, the phone would be like twenty five hundred dollars. But well, I think a lot they, of people they, almost that. We've already. had this conversation too many times. But I think a lot of people would buy it. I think if oh, yeah. um, if iPhone just had a Made in America phone, like as an option, and you know it became like a status symbol to have the USA phone. You know what? I I, I agree. I think a lot of people would buy it, but I think you would be surprised at who didn't. Yeah. Like so, like. Uh, most of the people making the most noise about this sort of thing would mm-hmm. still be like, but I can't. What am I going to do? Yeah, I got to buy the cheap one. I, gotta, I have to. I can't afford it. Yeah. Mo- yeah. But, yeah. Most of the same people that are mad at you for what you buy, they would yeah. still buy it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because that's what it boils down to. It's like you need money to live. But it is one of the we- weird things about this country is that everyone is addicted to their phone. Everyone's phone is made by slaves. It's made by at the very bottom of the supply chain. They're they're taking minerals out of the ground yeah. in the Congo in abject poverty. The co- the cobalt Horrific poverty. Yeah, every phone has cobalt, and that shit is like mining. That shit is treacherous. Treacherous. Yeah, ain't no CEOs out there at the cobalt mine. That uh, Siddharth Kara guy, the journalist that exposed that and came on the podcast and showed all his videos about that. Like that guy. I mean, he risked his literal life to go there and get footage of that and 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 tell that story. And I don't Man. think it put a dent in the poor sales. son of a bitch. Yeah, that ain't gonna change shit. Look, money talk bullshit walk. That's saying <laughs> that's saying is oh, that's the cliche for a reason. It's like yeah, until you can affect money, no one gives a fuck about the story you telling. It's true. Yeah, if you yeah. don't stop so if you don't stop the money from moving, you just tell you just out there screaming. Yeah. Remember Occupy Wall Street? Yes. With it, when they thought those kids was about to run up in Wall Street, they were scared to death. When they knew they were just gonna camp outside, they were like, "Oh yeah, let the hell be out there." Yeah, we'll go in the back way. <laughs> you know, it's like if you just making noise, that, that that shit don't work no more. Yeah, nah. I think if something like that happened today, they'd be terrified. Talk about Wall Street. Yeah, because people seem a little bit more prone to violence. Well, people, lately. yeah, people more dangerous today. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And you wouldn't be able to. I mean, the thing is, if the cops got on board, like if you couldn't, if you couldn't get count on the police to protect you right that would be a whole other thing it's a whole other thing yeah 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 but what but damn are we really ready for the world to change in that way though i don't know i don't know there would have to be something that's egregious where people could all agree that like this one institution is ruining our country and ruining our lives they're somehow or another getting away with it and people decide to go to that place well, I just think that it's, gets dangerous. it's easy. It's easy to get behind a sentiment when it don't cost you nothing. Also, you, know? you have to consider that if you are planning something like this, you're going to get infiltrated by the federal 
government. Oh, yeah. Like, you're sure. gonna, <laughs> there's going to be agent provocateurs. That's standard play, but there's there's no fucking way they're going to let you go storm some institution somewhere, some banking institution or some lighter, and uh, just fucking shut everything down. There's no way they're going to let you do that. So they're going to probably just join your group, and they're going to find out everything about you, and they're going to catch a couple of people and turn them, turn them into informants, and so they're going to give you immunity, but you have to testify against these people, and then it's over. I don't know (laughs) kind of world we live in, man. I know too much stuff. Yeah. Well, I could have gone the rest of my life without knowing that Steven Seagal made a reggae song. Oh. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't want to have to hear it. Now it's like like stuck in me. (coughs) Yeah, you're inundated with stuff. Too much information. And it's like every day there's a new tragedy. Every day, <coughs> excuse me, there's a new natural disaster. There's something going on in the South Pole, directed you, energy weapons. You know the best thing that I've that I've done for myself recently <clears throat> is uh, I started scheduling a do not disturb for Mondays. So, scheduling it. Yeah, yeah. So on, mon- on mon- at Monday at midnight, I don't get no phone calls. I don't get no notifications. Oh, you schedule it on your phone, so it does. It switches right. to do not disturb. It switches mode. to do not disturb on Monday morning, mm. and it's like that all day. So I mean, yeah. obviously, if you call me twice, it'll come through, like you know, whatever. But other than that, I'm not. I don't see the shit unless I want to. That's good. Yeah, and it's like <clears throat> I got because I I can't deal with that. I can't deal with all. I'm just overly stimulated. Yeah, you know, you're overly stimulated, and people are always sending me links tweets and links to videos and link to watch this documentary i'm like how yeah i don't have any time it's like you're you're constantly getting but the good thing is you're finding out about a lot of stuff like i think way more aware of what just what's going on in the world now like human beings in general but people that are paying attention in particular are way more aware of what's going on in the world than they ever were when i was like 20 yeah. Like when I was twenty, the kids twenty years old today, they know way more about how fucking weird the world. Some is. would say too much, but that yeah. you know, I bet some before the fucking internet and before television and before the newspapers would also say that's too much. Yeah, you know, well, the, what, well, you know what it is, man. It's nothing worse than a young cynic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you seventeen and you already cynical. Like you're supposed to live ignorant right. and with with you know. Pie, pie in the sky. Right, go ideals. party. Yeah, party. Have a good time. Yeah, have yeah. have some damn positivity, some hope. Yes, positivity and hope. Was that a was that a bug? I didn't see a bug. Oh. we were talking about. There's never been a bug in here. No, now, now you're seeing bugs. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't want young cynics, but I'm not even saying it that way. I'm just saying they're more aware of how bizarre everything is. Something that's not going to turn out well. But there's a very real possibility that it might not turn out well. Oh no, Joe, we're doomed. I'm full on. Like Really? Yeah, because because the solution to all the major problems that face humanity require a bit of selfless cooperation that I just don't think humans are capable of. Really? On, on a grand scale. No, no, no. It's so easy to divide humans. You know, because we have so many differences. There's way more differences than we have perceived connection, right? So it's like even if you get people to unite for a little bit, it's only a matter of time before they fall apart. 
Well, people also love to collect in groups and then go after other groups. Right. You know, they love to do that. They, it makes them a part of something bigger than themselves. That's why people love to call themselves activists when they're really just bitching about shit online. Because you join a group of people that are also, like, into the same thing, and then you have, like, camaraderie within the group. You support each other's, like posts and tweets and all right. that you know what i'm saying so yeah. you're it's it, that it becomes very community oriented it is wild to call yourself an activist when you're not leaving the house <laughs> you're not active at all they're an online activist yeah they call they call us slacktivists mm. you know but i get why some people even if what your cause is is fucking stupid i get why you'd be drawn to being a part of a group because a lot of people are alone they got nothing. And if you become a part of a group, whatever that group is, especially if it's support it's a noble cause, now you're you've got a purpose. Now you're fighting for something. Right. I'm out here fighting for something. I'm fighting for a better country. You're not doing shit. You know, and then you get self righteous with it. Yeah. Go, excuse me for caring about the world. It's also it's like yeah. it's hard to have an objective opinion about so many different things because so many different Things that we talk about, there's like your side already agrees that this is the solution or your side already agrees that we must support Ukraine or your side already agrees yeah. that climate change is real. It becomes it becomes dogmatic. Yeah. Um, but. But we're so vulnerable to that. It's amazing. It's amazing how vulnerable we are to that. Well, what it really what it really is, is that it it distorts your. Because we because we forget like the truth is not just the conclusion, but it's also like the like we were talking earlier. How do you decide what's true? That's just as important as whatever you're saying the truth is. Yeah. And 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 when you get in groups and get into the dogma, it's like that. It, it takes completely takes it away. There's just the truth. Yeah. And we don't get to scrutinize how we got there or or any of that. It's just you believe this or you not. Right. You're not a true believer. You're not right. part of the group. So it takes away people's ability to be discerning. Yeah. Know? It does. And there's also a fear of stepping out of the lines. Because if you're living, like a lot of this is interaction you're having on social media, which in which people are much more likely to attack you, much more likely to insult you than they would be to your face if you were saying the same thing. So it's uh, like then you're, you're, you feel that, like, oh, I'm being attacked. And then you get caught up in this weird web of like checking all your mentions and seeing who's mad at you for what you said and oh uh, yeah i stopped giving a fuck <laughs> i really did because I, I realized like i don't have the i don't have time for that like I, i'm not gonna argue with you for free you know yeah well, i don't have time for that it's interesting to see people lose their whole life to it though yeah yeah some people get to, they get too obsessed with it because mm. like i told you i don't I don't watch the news i only i only absorb the news that rises to my attention Mm -hmm. So while I'm looking up like this, if something come up here, I don't look at it. Ari was just saying the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm with him on that. I mean, he yeah. went extreme, like you know, he he doesn't know what's going on. Right, but but it's it. I feel like it makes my opinions pure that I that I'm not being because right, because it's hard to get the news without being told how to feel about it simultaneously. Right, like here's the news and here's also the correct feeling from your group. Right. Right, and it's like it, it 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 makes you be fake, you know. Mm. And so I'd rather hear about the news. I only really hear about the news when I'm doing my podcast. BS with Brian Simpson available every Thursday on all the platforms. I I uh, I, I 
I rather I wait till my producer tells me some shit, and that's when I know the news. Mm. I very rarely am I like looking for because I don't want, I hate that. It, you know, like you know people that are like obsessed with Trump and obsessed with Biden. And every time you see him, depending on what side of you, and they got they got new facts for you. I'm like, yeah, like damn man, like, what's the point of that? What is the point? of that? You don't get anything out of knowing all this. You know, you've already decided who what you who you're gonna vote for, and that's all the power you have. Because they're caught up in a game. It's like rooting for the Dolphins. You're caught up in this fucking thing. Like, uh, you know, we're playing Pittsburgh. Fuck Pittsburgh. Right. You right. know, it's just people just get wrapped up in this idea that if somehow or another Biden stays in office, everything's gonna be great. If Trump gets in office, the world's gonna end. Yeah, or vice versa. Or vice versa. It's like, Trump. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, bro, you know what's so funny? Is almost nothing will change no matter who it is. Some like, things like, will change. Like, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, th- surface level things will change, but like the main agenda, the real powers that be, they ain't letting this shit. You know, they let little stuff change so you feel like you're, you have power. Right. But the main agenda, that shit ain't shifting. But what's interesting is if. If um, if we're going to find out how much power they really have to like decide who becomes president, because if Trump wins, like, what do they do? What do they do then? Let him be president from prison? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think he has a real shot at going to prison? No. No. Listen, I think it's I think it's I think it's cute. It's cute. But look, man, again, money talk bullshit walk. When when has a billionaire ever gone to prison for any reason other than fucking with other rich people's money? That's the only time you see people that rich go to prison. There's no other time. There's no. So it was like this hope that it's going to be that he's going to be the first one. I highly doubt it. I could be wrong. But mm. but generally, people here, people that are his rich, they don't go to prison. We were just talking about that the other day. Like they didn't even put the Sackler family in jail. Right? When do you? Because they was fucking with poor people. They oh, put they, Ber- fuck with everybody. they put Bernie Madoff in jail. They put yeah. Elizabeth uh, Holmes Holmes in in jail. They put uh, the Enron dudes. They put them down yeah. because they was fucking with other rich people. If, but as long as you stick to fucking with poor people or trying to cheat, whatever, you ain't going to prison. You're not. You just I don't think so. If, if if Trump actually goes to prison, that that will mark some kind of progress, I suppose. <laughs> you know. But at, at the end of the day, they all progress, look out for each other. But, but not really, because if that's the if you could target your political enemies and have them locked up to prevent them from being able to run against you, that's some banana yeah. republic shit. But the that's smart- where it gets dangerous because they could use it on the other people right, too. Exactly that. The smart people know that the real smart people know that what you're actually doing is setting a precedent. Yes, and you don't. And it's real fine when when it's happening to the person you want it to happen to. Exactly. But what happens when the other side has that power? Exactly. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be a big problem. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's and that's also why they never really lock each other up. Why they always pardon one another mm-hmm. and all that because you know they know whatever whatever they whatever precedent they set, it could happen to them. Yeah. Yeah. The pardon thing's wild. I wouldn't even be shocked. Actually, I don't think Biden can pardon Trump because it's not a federal. Thing. I think it's a state, a, the state, of, it's a state thing. Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I wouldn't be surprised if the governor of Georgia pardons Trump. Interesting. 
just to prevent a constitutional crisis because there's nothing in the Constitution that tells us what to do if a former president goes to prison. Didn't we just talk about that? Someone, someone, no. I think the governor of Georgia doesn't have the power to pardon him. No? I'm thinking they don't. I think someone just told me this. Okay, let me see. I think it's one of those Georgia's weird one of the cases. Georgia four states whose governor does not have the authority to grant clemency, although the governor retains indirect influence by virtue of his power to appoint board members. That's what this says when looking up parties. Oh, that's even, that's even better. That's crazy. So then he could have the board do it and not take a political hit? Yes. Yeah, so I think it's even more like does not have the authority to hand out pardons. So who can hang, hand out pardons? A five-person state board. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. This like. Oh, this is spicy. Interesting. Spiral. Brian Simpson, I got to wrap this up. Let's get it. Thank you, brother. Very good to see you as yeah, always. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Man. My pleasure. It's been a lot of yeah. fun hanging with you at the club. Um, yeah, tell everybody uh, upcoming tour dates, social media. Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, but next place I'm coming is Chicago. Go to BrianSimpsonComedy.com to get those tickets. Or go to my link tree at BS Comedian and follow me on socials. Also listen to my podcast BS with Brian Simpson. On all the platforms. Yeah. Zany's Chicago. Uh, goddamn side splitters in Tampa is coming up. Rumors in Canada. Why did I agree to go to Canada? Zany's in Chicago is a great room. Uh, Rick Bradson's House of Comedy. That's also Canada. Yeah, Zany, Zany's, Zany's Chicago. Zany, it's a great room. Yeah, Zany's in uh, Nashville. Yeah, they, those are yeah, really good rooms. Great rooms. So. All right. Thank you. All Bye, right, everybody. Thanks,